We are doing a rogue podcast today. Yes, we are doing the uh, Immersive Irony Podcast. Rogue um, edition. We'll use that title because we can. And uh, it, it was mine anyways. It's Alan on Parkscope. Here with Alex. What's going hey. on? Hey, do you want to know something that's going to blow your mind? Yeah. There are dead people in the middle of King Dom- King's Dominion and Bush Gardens, Williamsburg's parking lots. I knew about King's Islands, but there's also King's Dominion and Bush Gardens. But they're literally in the middle of the parking lot. Dead people. Can you see it from space? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you look at both of them, like King's Dominions, I found out because I went to, uh, I brought the dog down with me because I was only going to King's Dominion and Bush Gardens and they both have, uh, uh, you know, kennels. Yeah. And I walk into the, the King's Dominion one, and I'm like, this was something else before it was a kennel. It it, it's, it was a house, and I was like, like I kind of noticed that always because you can see it from right right from the Eiffel Tower and Dominator. Uh-huh. But then, it, like, it, I thought about it all day, and then when I picked her up, she was the only resident that day, <laughs> and they loved her. <laughs> the, the the tent was like, oh, like like every time I had a chance, I came over and pet her through the cage because they're they're not allowed to you know well yeah. rightfully so not allowed to open the cages but she's like i couldn't help myself every time i could i went over and petted her she's so cute <laughs> but then i was like what what was this building beforehand and she's like oh the deal was it was the the former owner landowners ranch and part of the, the agreement to sell the land was that the ranch had to stay they could not demolish it ever so they used uh, the front porch as the kennel, and then the, the, uh, then the rest of it is like, uh, I think they said they had security, IT in there as well. So they reused it for different you know, uses. But, and then she's like, oh, and if you drive back a little bit, you'll see this mound of dirt, which is like right next to like a little shelter for you know, like where you can have picnics. Uh-huh. And if you look on the top, you'll see three gravestones. <laughs> like, and I'm like, like, I've always noticed this mound in the middle of the parking lot. Like, it's, like, to the left of the Eiffel Tower, if you're looking at the Eiffel Tower from the parking lot. And I'm, like, I always, like, was, like, yeah, that's a lot of place. And then when I went over there, leaving from, you know, after I picked up the dog, I was, like, oh, my God, it is a graveyard. And then I wanted to know more and found out that uh, King's or um, Bush Gardens has the same thing. And I, from space, it looks like it's the, it's the one um, – furthest away this you know because it's like split up into like three sections i think that's what they call the scotland parking lot there's england and i forget the other one but what country they named the other one but it's like the closest one to the um the turnaround of apollo and you can just see that there's like this thing that just takes up like four parking spots in the middle of the uh, this grassy area it takes up like four parking spots in the middle of the parking lot but anyways yes wow okay so, I mean, the, they built the, you know, they, they bought the land, but they can't, they can't move the gravestone. So they just had to build around them. <laughs> so. Oh man. I wonder there's, I can't, can't imagine it's just those three parks. Like there's probably other parks. Yeah. Now we need to know. Now that's your next, that's your next, uh, that's your next assignment. Now that you've finished all the, um, attraction state attraction 
plus <laughs> the graves of various uh, theme parks. Yeah, isn't the one at King's Island? Isn't that like in the middle of the uh, the far loop of the uh, train? Um, no, there's so there's one in the parking lot. Oh, there is. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's like way in the far back corner, and it's actually a pretty substantial like graveyard. It's got. But like, is it like surrounded by parking spots, or is it on like one edge? Um, I want to say it's it's probably surrounded at least on three sides. Okay. I. By those, I'm like I'm gonna go look at the uh, the satellite map because I know exactly where it's at. Um, yeah, because also in my research that turned up um, that both Kings Parks have graveyards on property. So it's so it seems kind of strange that like all these huge chunks of land that they had to use for like suburban theme parks in the '70s. Apparently came with graves. <laughs> I mean, I guess like a lot of stuff did. I mean, like you know, Veterans Stadium when they built that in Philadelphia had graves on it. Okay. I mean, it, it, it makes sense definitely in like that area, the region of that area, because of how condensed things were and the, all the battles and all that stuff. But like Ohio, yeah, it's called yeah. the Dog Street Cemetery. Um, is the one at Kings Island. It's it's I wouldn't say it's surrounded by like on three sides. It's basically like a butts. The, uh, the parking lot and yeah it's like a, it's a whole cemetery like it's a an actual cemetery cemetery um, it even mentions it like there's actually a website on the county uh, first known burial 1803 so it's been there for an eternity and, and let's see here there were 52 there are 52 tombstones um, Man, Kings Island just got to always up Kings Dominion, don't they? <laughs> we have way more dead people buried. <laughs> so many more dead people. Um, so quickly, let's get into... Well, why don't we talk about dead coasters then? Yeah, which would include Firehawk. There we uh, go. Not totally dead yet. You know, this was... Once, once it came out that there was a ride closing, uh, there were a lot of people that were kind of on, uh, on some of the social media channels that I'm on that were like, yeah, it's Firehawk. Uh, I, there was a lot of talk about Vortex, but they were like, no, 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 it's Firehawk. Like, maintenance told us in June that it was going away. And, you know, basically the same people that did the Son of Beast coming back hoax were the people that told me that Firehawk was going away. So. I don't think a hoax. Alan, the problem is I don't think it was a hoax. They really believed that. <laughs> oh, people believed it after, after the employees did that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but it, like the oh whole thing God. about like stacking wood by the eternal flame. Oh, it was so good. That was it. Was literally people from Banshees ride crew that found pieces of pallets, yeah, in the valley, and then were like, "Let's bring them up and put them by the eternal flame, <laughs> and let's see if people notice it." And sure enough, they did. It was it. It was literally nothing more than that. Um, anyhow, uh, Firehawk is going away. Uh, basically, once once people said, "Okay, yeah, it's going away, and it's going to be parted out for Nighthawk," is pretty much what they straight up said at that point. And then, of course, once it was announced that Firehawk was going away, like that gained a lot more credence. Um, I rode Firehawk at Kings Island in two thousand nine because uh, my wife needed to get on that, and I've never been on it again. And I honestly forget it's even at that park. Yeah, I didn't even ride it earlier this year. The two days I was there, it was just like, 
eh, no thanks. Like I tried once and the line was really long. You know, I was like, eh, I don't really need to ride it. Uh, you know, I know that there there are people that seem to really like the uh, the Vacoma Flyer layout for some reason. I I don't really hate it. I, I, I just I don't hate it. Yeah, just I actually like Nighthawk the, the most. I know, but I like those corkscrews. The corkscrews are, are not the worst part of. Firehawk, or uh, of uh, that ride, I should say, of Nighthawk. Um, I mean, my issue is that, you know, it's a kind of shakyish ride at this point. I feel like with Firehawk, for whatever reason, I feel like I need to be doing a push-up the whole time I'm in the flying position. It just doesn't feel like it fully kind of encompasses the lower half of anybody's body. Um, the, the biggest issue with those rides to me, and, you know, Firehawk was just as bad a fender as anybody, is that for flying coaster, it spends an inordinate amount of time when you're laying on your back. Yeah, the lift hill is the most annoying part. Yeah, the lift hill, you know, then it curves over, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm flying now. And then, you know, then it's like, well, here's an actual element, so we're going to flip you back on your back. And then you're like, oh, I wish I wasn't on the laying down coaster. I didn't really want that. And, and then it just kind of, it's like half and half lying half laying on your back and um, I don't know I've never been a big fan of the layout I don't think they're more intense than the B&M rides by any stretch of the imagination um, I won't miss Firehawk because it had terrible capacity and I never enjoyed it that much and anything that goes into that huge footprint that it takes up is a win as far as I'm concerned yeah, um, I'm fine with it. I, I can ride it at Six Flags America if I need to. Yeah, and the one at Six Flags America is better too. So it works out. Um, I actually like that one the most of the, the three exigent models of that ride. Uh, I, I actually had a decent time on Batwing for what it is. Um, I'm just glad it wasn't Vortex, so I'm happy. Yeah, I actually enjoy Vortex. Um, you know, and and like people saying it was going to be a bat, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that that's, that was not happening either. Um, you know, it's going to lead a lot more people to start asking about whether or not there's going to be a giga coaster in the future of that park, which I think, you know, hasn't been outwardly confirmed, but it sure feels, I think, from a lot of people's perspective, that's what's coming. Well, we pretty much know what's happening yesterday because all that filing that went on, right? Yeah, yeah. Like B&M is coming in to do another project. and uh, All the permits, yeah. So yeah. we know something's going on next year. So. Yeah. And, you know, that's – it's tough not to get excited about the possibility of a, a B&M Giga going into the back corner of that park and, and sort of having uh, a Fury 325 of the Midwest's own. Um yeah, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm about having like that. one of the having the longest wood coaster and having one of the longest steel coasters in the world at the same park. I wonder if the well, they can't. Well, they could go for it. I mean, it's not like oh, that would be my dream. I mean, imagine the marketing. Like we have the two longest coasters in their categories. You know, oh, for a long so time, expensive though. Especially during like the Paramount years, they were building a lot of like short rides like really short type experiences you know like flight of fear kind of shortish i mean it's a launched ride but like shuttle coasters and you know kind of gimmicky attractions 
the idea of them now, you know, in the sort of Cedar Fair years, getting rides like Banshee, Diamondback, and now Giga, you know, giving them those really long rides, and and Mystic Timbers too, for that matter, is like so fantastic, it's so good, it's so much it's better. It's short, but it is fantastic. Yeah, it's you know, those are those are all super good rides, and um. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm again. I'm happy about that. You know, it's not. It's not 100 the best ride. Maybe. Well, yeah, it probably is the best ride that we could get at that park. I mean, they're not going to get a, a 40 million dollar dark ride or um, some sort of incredible, you know, thing in that realm. So, you know, I'd rather just have a 30 million dollar bigger coaster because that will undoubtedly draw them interest and. and It'd be good. So I'm happy about that. And um, the other park that, of course, is it has essentially announced a B&M, you know, airtime machine is Hershey Park, uh, with the Chocolate Town expansion being announced for 2020. <clears throat> yeah, which I mean, we kind of knew a lot of this, but it it confirmed it basically. Yeah, I mean, everybody thought like, okay, it's gonna be a B&M <clears throat> hypercoaster based on the layout and. Um, Sure enough, that's what it is, and you know it's it's a it's a good expansion for that park. Um, I mean, again, you know, what are you going to do? One hundred and fifty million dollars though for this front gate. Yeah, the new front gate looks really nice. Um, uh, next year is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be terrible. I'm not going. <laughs> Just don't feel like it. I, I do Hershey like every other year, anyways. But like, I especially don't want to do it when they have like half a half half of old entrance still remaining and half a uh, new entrance being built. So yeah, because they're starting in January. Their 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 current entrance reminds me of going to Busch Gardens Williamsburg, like trying to get in there. Yeah, yeah, I guess there. Like, uh, I mean, I'll kind of miss like the the sort of intimacy or or whatever you might call it of that kind of like villagey nature to it. Versus like the big open plaza, but the big open plaza also gets human beings in the gate. Yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong with it. It's just too small. Yeah, it's just too small. So yeah, part, the the cool thing about it is everything they're building is going to be open year round. Yes, yes, and so you know, there I think they were a park that really was one of the first ones to have a Christmas event. Oh yeah, I mean they've been doing Candy Lane for like what do you like thirty years? Yeah, I mean, it used to be like what there was like an indoor scramble or something like that. That they that was the only thing that was open, and yeah. you know it's expanded over time. And and the idea that now that they're going to be more like what Six Flags is doing uh, in terms of the kind of ride selection is is exciting. I mean, how can it not be? Yeah, we were always like, come on, you're you're running like all these flat rides. It, some days it's like ridiculously like nice weather, and you're not running any roller coasters. And then as soon as Six Flags pulled the trigger. That year, Hershey was like, all right, we're giving you four attractions. And the next year, we're like, okay, we'll give you another roller coaster, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, they had built like stuff like Laugh Track. So it's like, come on, just, just do well, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it coincided with that year, but regardless if Six Flags had done that or not, that Laugh Track was going to run all year long. Yeah. So, well, I'm very happy about it. Um, yeah, we don't really know. I think we know because of filings that it's supposed to be around 220 height. Yeah. Some people are still hoping for this magical giga. I mean, I guess if it's 220 feet tall and then drops into the valley. 
it's possible. Uh, the layout looks pretty straightforward. Um, uh, as long as it gives the Mako airtime, we're good. Yes, yes. That that kind of absurd, like strong, strong airtime that, that Mako and Goliath have. Oh my god, Mako! Really? I had we had two front seat rides, and oh my god, it was the best rides I've had on it. And I, I still like Goliath. Just at Six Lives Over Georgia, just a tad bit more, but barely. So. It's it's so good. Oh, it's so good. The only thing that really kills it for me is the ending's a little. Oh, eh. yeah. yeah. So it doesn't do very much, but man, that that first half of Mako is so oh, good. so good. Honestly, and and I, I remember telling Andrew this, and when we were out there, and Andrew was like, "Yeah, that's pretty much my life too." Is if I lived in Orlando, I cannot see myself having a Universal or Disney pass, just because. As much as I like those parks, like the expense is high, the crowd level is absurd, and it's just like kind of inconvenient to go to those parks. But I would have, I would definitely have a fun spot pass because I'd ride the wood coasters endlessly, and I'd probably have a pass for you know the seas parks because you've got like what four of them, not counting uh, the, uh, the the sort of permanent dolphin enclosure thing that they have. Um, and the ride quality is super good. I mean, Mako's really good. Then you've got, you know, I didn't even get on Manta when I was out there. Uh, but Manta's a really good ride, and Kraken's really fun. And, you know, I would just ride that stuff endlessly. I mean, Mako doesn't have a line either. Mako is probably the highest quality B&M hyper that you can go on. So it's actually the only B&M hyper that you can go on. That is <clears throat> as good as it is, and you're never going to wait, you know, more than probably 20 minutes to get on it. Yeah, as long as you don't get, like, like the only time you can ever really get a line is, like, if, right after Shamu lets out. Yeah, or, like, maybe if you went on Christmas or something. Yeah, I think the most I've ever waited is, like, 25 minutes. Yeah, so, you know, anywhere else you go, you know, you go to Six Flags and you want to ride Nitro at, at Great Adventure or Goliath at Georgia, like, you're going to end up waiting probably 45 minutes or so. And you go to SeaWorld, you know, it's, it's easy on, easy off. You write it, you know, a billion times, and it satisfies. Uh, and, you know, that was kind of my attitude. I was just like, Yo, forget this, Ben. I'm not going to freaking – why would I spend all this money to, to wait in lines when I can just spend less money and ride the thing that I really enjoy the most? Um, yeah. I, I get that. I'd probably like rotate. I'd probably do the fun spot if I lived in Orlando. I'd do the fun spot and the the Sea World Pass, and then I'd probably rotate every other year between Disney and Universal. Kind of like depending on what they've got in for that specific year. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, either depending on what's new or just literally if nothing's exciting, just rotate whatever I did previous year, switch to Disney or vice versa. So. Because you don't need both of those passes at the same time unless you like just obsessed with themed attractions. Yeah, so. I. It's just so much money, too, man. Like seven fifty or whatever it is, or eight fifty for a Disney pass. Like it's expensive, but it's. I think it's. I mean, it's really good. Don't get me. I'm you're not paying what you. You're paying for what you get for, but yes, it is expensive. Yeah. But, Universal Pass isn't all that bad. I, I got this. The 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 third tier level 
like the second uh, second to highest tier level, and it, it came out to like 400. Although now, if I were to do it, it would probably be a little bit more because I'd probably want to add Volcano Bay into there, and that probably hexed it up to about 500. So, anyways, enough of us <laughs> critiquing Orlando people's decisions. But speaking of SeaWorld, Affinity yes. Falls finally opened. Yes, it did. Uh, it actually looks like a pretty good ride. Yeah, I'm, I'm so pissed I missed it. We're both pissed that we missed it. Like, it is, you know, the girlfriend and I, we, we you know, we saw the, we were able to, I was, Alan, six visits to SeaWorld, I finally was able to go up to the freaking Sky Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sky Tower. Are they charging for Sky Tower right now? Um, for past members, no, but for other people, I mean, I think it, like weekdays, it's like two bucks and then weekends, it's like three. Okay. I mean, I've always enjoyed a ride on, on Sky Tower. Uh, it seems like SeaWorld or, um, San Diego is doing the same thing. It's like five bucks for the tower. And like, yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I was reading. Oh, did you read Richard's little rant? I did. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I I, I read Bannister's trip report because I had to see his, his take on uh, the comfort colors on the new coaster at Knott's. Oh, okay. I might, I might have a chance to go ride that very soon. Oh, nice. Nice. I, I got to see it completely like track complete earlier this year, of course, but you know, I was like, someday I'll ride it. I'm not too sad. So it's not like it's going to be like a son of beast where it's not going to last very long. Yeah. It's going to be there for 30 years. Or actually let's be more topical than not. It's not like it's going to be a wind jammers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And Fandy falls open. looks pretty good. I mean, you know, all the same criticisms that were made of the ride earlier on kind of still apply where it's like, well, you know, is this, a ride that's really going to drive attendance or, you know, bring people in the gate that, you know, wouldn't have gone to SeaWorld otherwise. Um, to me, it's a ride that's going to try to appeal more to the local segment, which I think is what they've been going for for last I don't think it's, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to get that boost, but I feel like it just makes things more rounded. I think it's a good investment for the future. Yeah, I agree. You know, they, now they have like two water rides. Um, Fantastic I, I, one. Journey of Atlantis is awesome. Yeah. I really and it's really to- awesome when you get stuck at the top of the the first drop for like 15 minutes. That was fun. The twisty drop. Wild Arctic, you know, um, fix that up. Get you know either a new film in there or a new attraction, something. Um, oh, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good though. Did you see? <laughs> speaking of new rides, did you see the announcement about the Walibi Belgium dark ride? No, maybe, but. Refresh my memory. So they're getting a second dark ride at Walibi Belgium. Okay. Um, which looks like it's going to go right next door to the Madhouse, which I didn't even realize that they had a Madhouse. I rode like five of those in Europe, and I apparently missed one um, over by the Boomerang at that park. And it's uh, basically the idea is it's a tr- it's a trackless shooting dark ride. Uh, not that they didn't already have a trackless shooting dark ride in that park, but they're going to get another one. And it's, it's themed to movies or something like it's like, you know, shoot the popcorn or something like that. But the idea is that you put it in a really compact space. So it has like eight rooms that it goes around in like a circular fashion from room to room. Okay. And you know, when I think of something like, Wild Arctic, I think, like, okay, what if you got something like that? Probably that would fit in the space that they have, you know, for those old simulator bays. 
Yeah, probably. I, the the problem with well, Arctic is that the exhibit, the animal exhibit after it is fantastic. So that's why that thing still exists, right? Yeah, but I mean, they've also like lost the polar bears and, you know, they're low on animals, though. Maybe they'll be able to get some from Marineland if Marineland doesn't make it to 2019, um, which is a distinct possibility. Really? Yeah. Um, no. No. That's been a lot of chatter. Is uh, the, the founder dying? That, that, yeah, the, but they basically okay. just ran out this year, you know, because they have various contracts and things to to fulfill. And then uh, there was actually talk about, you know, Six Flags was, might be interested in it, um, not necessarily for the, the, you know, running another animal park, but it's such a huge amount of land. And it, it would also be a really good, um, it would be a really good, uh, what's the word, um, a companion to Darien Lake. Yes, yes. And they they are always looking for that. Like, that's what they said about when they got all these management deals. It's like, we want to see stuff that we can, they want to add value to their season passes and markets that are, you know, in the same markets. So like adding a water park. So in this case, you know, you already got your, your theme park and water park. Now you can add an animal park and, and start building out that ride up and, and Oh my God, those midways will not be barren. <laughs> it's, you know, Marineland, for those who've never been, it, it's 1,200 acres in total size. It's huge. It's huge. To have 1,200 acres within view of Niagara Falls yeah. puts you squarely in that Toronto market, which is a huge market. And I think the idea that, you know, if you're in the Toronto market, then maybe. If you have marine land and you build that out because it's got infrastructure uh, that you can fill for sure um, then you can you know get people on the Darien Lake Pass as like a bonus uh, and and same thing with the Buffalo and Rochester crowds who will be you know theoretically going to Darien Lake you know not just for concerts so that was something I had heard a while back I, I don't know how true it is um, but we will see uh, what happens with that part but I've heard it does not sound that great for the future of Marineland, which is not stunning. Um, you know, because it's it's had plenty of struggles for a while. Um, but again, sometimes they've ran that park in a, a fashion that actually. I, I mean, I, I know that they always basically when they when they have the money to build a attraction, they build it and they pay and pay up front, so you don't have to worry about debt. Yeah, yeah, there was never, but that also, you know, prevented them from being able to build anything. Right. Because yeah. they never took out loans. It takes them 30 years to put the volcano facade on the, the helix. <laughs> or like two and a or half. 20 years, years whatever. Tower and stuff like that because, yeah. you know, had they actually loaned out money and then like paid interest like everybody else does, Marineland would probably have more rides. Yeah. Didn't work out. Anyhow. Uh, I just love I just love Dragon Mountain. Dragon Mountain is so good. Dragon Mountain deserves a better park around it. <laughs> it's it just so up. weird how that ride was built. You know how that was built, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's an art. Of, they built the they built the mountain around the coaster, basically, not the other way around. Yes. <laughs> so it's yeah. just so cool. It's so good. Um, Guess what? That's gonna be my photo of the day. 
That's going to be the photo of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's my photo of the day this year, today. That's, that's how everybody out there can know when we actually recorded this. Versus, <laughs> uh, go on. Go on also, also, Joe and the rest of the Parks crew is in Orlando because we're doing this rogue. Yes, yes. We're not asking for permission. No. We're taking the initiative. <laughs> be like, here, Joe, put this up. There. <laughs> this is content for you. Um, a lot of other stuff has been... You don't want to say it's been announced for the SeaWorld parks because... Oh, my God. I forgot about all that. Well, I didn't forget about it. I'm just... Yeah, you're... Yeah. Wow. That that was the unleakly... Unleak... Okay, wait. I can't talk here. That was the most bullshit leak in quotation marks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, you know what? So, so here's the story. Um, when I was with Andrew, he supposedly... Somebody, like, talked to him and was like, hey... Here's what's going to happen. And he told us everything that came out in the leak. And then we're just like, okay, we're just going to sit on this and we're going to see, you know, how legit this is because we don't want to expose this guy. Well, like behind the thrills had it up in like four hours. And within like a day or two, there was like, there were slides from a presentation from a PowerPoint online showing everything that they were going to be doing. Um, so yeah, you couldn't, uh, it has to be coordinated by the folks there, especially once they kind of were like, yeah, you know, like there's big stuff coming to SeaWorld and like retweeted it, you know? Yeah. 2000 or 2020 is literally going to be a, a ridiculous year for the SeaWorld parks. Like every park is getting a major attraction. All of them. And they're all getting coasters. Yeah. Like, you know, honestly, so let's go through the list, shall we? Yes, I think we should. So let's start with, uh, with sort of the, the one that I think that was, to me, the most surprising was Six Flags, or not Six Flags, SeaWorld uh, of Texas. <laughs> How did you go to Six Flags? Well, there's Six Flags of Texas, SeaWorld. Okay. Uh, um, SeaWorld, San Coaster. Antonio, whatever you want to call it. Um, they are getting a wood coaster, which, you know. Biggest in Texas. Biggest in Texas. There you um, go. Admittedly, that would have meant more about eight years ago. Back yes, when, yes, yes, it would. Very back when so. Texas Giant and Rattler still existed as wood coasters. Yeah. Uh, now the biggest <laughs> wood coaster in the state is what, Boardwalk Bullet? Yeah, that's like a hundred and, is it even a hundred feet tall? It might be. All you need to know is it's like 3,000 something feet long and it's in one acre of space. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's going to be a 2020 attraction. They're saying open March to April. It's You could pretty much bet that it's going to be a GCI. Do you think it's GCI? I mean, it's a hard it's it's hard to tell though because well, you, they're sitting on that the, that rolling stock. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, um, otherwise, I, I it would be hard to to, to determine if it would be gravity group or GCI because they both worked with those com both companies in the last two years. That's true. I, just to me, like looking at the layout of what's in this, it, it looks more GCI than, okay. than gravity group. Um, it kind when of, the, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know. Either way is good, right? Like yeah, either way. Yeah. I honestly, I, I like the gravity group rides. Um, and I like, you know, the GCI rides, I, to me, I would kind of 
maybe prefer the, the gravity group because I know it'll be a more intense ride. But you don't know about the build quality. Exactly. Yeah. Because they don't, they're not on site like GCI is. You know, it's a lot of contractors typically. But if they use the same people that did ZDT. You're okay. I mean, that should be possible. That's, you know, not that far away. That wasn't, that was okay. I, I rode that, geez, I think I rode that like four months after opening. And I, I thought it was smooth, but I thought it was also a little rattly. And, but I still, I thought the same thing about um, Mindblower. But. Yeah, Mindblower is. It's not rough. It's, it's just concerningly that. rough for how old new it is. And I said that when I wrote it a year ago and was on this podcast. Yeah. It's, um. Part of it may be that just kind of like, you know, vibrate. It goes through the trains a lot more easily because it's a lot stiffer. Yeah, that's wheels. probably also part of it. So I think that may be part of it. Um, but yeah, so anyways, it's either way, I'm happy because I'm, I like wood coasters and more wood coasters are good. Um, so the idea that that's what we're getting here, like I'm, I'm pro that for sure. Um, then we've got... Uh, I guess we can talk about SeaWorld San Diego getting what everybody kind of already knew, which is they were getting one of those um, weird shuttly coaster things, sort of the junior version of what Six Flags Discovery Kingdom got this year. Yeah, I can't remember the model name that they call it, but it's like a figure eight. It's like the SBF Vista of Skywarps. Yeah, and it's the one that's at uh, Discovery Kingdom has not gotten rave reviews. I think it's pretty fair to say. I think they're just neutral. I don't think they're I've terrible. Heard, they're just neutral. But I've heard yeah. that it's kind of shuffly. Really? Yeah. Huh. I've I've heard of some definite you know questions about the build quality of of the ride, um, but it's you know it's going to be a smaller version of that. It's it's going to be a lot lower to the ground. It's going to have this inline twist instead of you know yeah. having the double immelmans at the sky warps. That's what they are. Um, have that were that have been the sky warp singular that's been constructed has um so it's it definitely looks you know it's a ride that the park will get (laughs) i can say that much in its defense it'll have a small footprint it probably won't put through a ton of people but you know it'll be it's fine it's fine um and for that park you know they have a pretty low height requirement in a lot of ways, it's very difficult for them to build new big things. So I think uh, I'm fine with it. Seems okay. Um, going over to Bush Gardens is where it gets really interesting, which this appears to be, I would, it looks to me like it's going to be a mock uh, launch coaster, kind of similar to, it could also be very similar. Or no, actually, this is, People were saying this looks like the Intamin coaster, that Flying Dragon coaster. Yeah. But wasn't the story forever that the general manager just disliked Intamin, so that's why they got things like Mock Tower and and, um, Bolton instead of Intamins? It's entirely possible. Um, But I think they've changed. They they have a new general manager now. Yeah, they've they've gone through two general managers since then. (laughs) Yeah, so... Um, either way, it looks, looks good, and but it's still not going to be that 300 foot mark that they got permission for, right? Right, right. 
what the hell is that all about? I mean, unless it, it's doing something that's way, you know, way surprising compared to what we expect. Mm-hmm. But if it was 300 feet tall, I mean, it would definitely go faster than 76 miles an hour. Like, there's no question about that. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but again, very interesting looking ride. Um, you know, for what Bush Gardens needs, is it the best ride? I don't know, but, you know, looks fun. I mean, it's, I think it's the best... And it, it looks like to be the best um, installation of a roller coaster since for Bolton because I mean Tempesto is oh, great, sure. but it's a clone, and then Invaders, it's fine. It's fine. It's on the short side. Yeah. It, it's just not very intense. It's a great ride for the park. It's just not really. It's not for the. It's not for the enthusiasts. Yeah, and this is you know this is going to appeal I think a little bit more broadly. Oh yeah. As far as you know the the public too, like people are going to look at this thing and it's going to be huge. And that's, it's easy to market a huge thing. You know? And while we're at it, that park announced that they're doing a swinging, swing, ah, screaming a swing for next year and a water coaster for Water Country. So yeah, the water coaster looks good. Uh, yeah. Screaming swing, I'm just like, okay. I'm happy with that because that park needs flat rides. <laughs> nice themed flat rides. And that'll be a ride that works. Yeah. Which is... It, it's important to have working attractions. And it's in a really cool location, swinging over a ravine. Yeah. So it'll, it'll you know, I'm still of the, the mindset that I, I feel like they really made a mistake by, by ditching the dark ride, by ditching Dark Castle and not doing more with that. But, yeah, and I'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. Um, you know, at least for now, until maybe the, the whole chain gets, you know, legs under it again, uh, which hopefully does happen, you know, Go ahead, build sort of your more basic, build, build your, you know, your flat rides, kind of go like the Dollywood route where you build rides that are kind of necessarily off the shelf, but things that you know are going to work, you work a little, ma- little bit of magic in terms of you know, the design and, and the theming to it. And our visual spectacular, you know, just visually, you know, appealing, like a big just swimming swing. You look at it and it's like, that thing's huge. I want to ride it. Yeah. And, you know, you build stuff around it to make it look a little bit better. That's what she said. And, and there, like, you know, people are happy. That's what people, people are totally okay with that. Like, not everything has to be, you know, a custom-built, you know, interactive dark ride that ends up not working after six months. Sorry, San Diego. Um, oh, dear God. You know, and, and <laughs> I know that that's what, that's what a lot of people in, like, the theme design world want. But, you know, Mako is a good example, I think, of where SeaWorld needs to go, where you have a ride. It does have a theme. Oh yeah, it's lovely. It looks great. You got and, the, and the the dispatch and the the music of the lift hill, and then I don't know if you noticed, but when you're just standing in the Mako area, the, every time the train goes around there, uh, the sound changes at night. A lot you can see a bunch of like like LEDs flash and all that stuff. It's like a little show every time that goes through that area. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Like that's what they need to do, and they need to get away from, from what I think has been kind of the popular theme design trope of like, well, we have to have a story and characters and generate this narrative because that never works on a smaller level. It just doesn't work. Don't do it. Everyone stop doing that. Um, That's why I applaud Infinity Falls because it's a nice looking attraction and it's fun for the whole family. Yeah, it looks great. Honestly, it looks fantastic. It's it way better, better than I expected. Nicer. Like way better. Their, their, rock, their rock work is awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, they've done a great job. And, you know, it looks every bit as good in my mind as like Cali River Rapids. 
and it also seems to work way better than I was ever expecting it to. Yeah. <laughs> um, staying with SeaWorld Orlando, they are getting a launch coaster in 2020 also. Yes, yes. It looks like which one looks, of those. Which probably looks more like a mock coaster than, than what's going in at, um, at Bush Gardens. Okay, but I thought it looked kind of like what SeaWorld San Antonio got a few years ago. With the... Um, well, this has inversions to be determined. Oh, it does? Okay, I missed yeah. that part. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it looks... If it's a mock launch coaster, great. Gonna love it. Like, I don't even need to know more. Like, I'm, I'm happy with no. that. No. If you gave me... Honestly, if you gave me a clone of Manta, I would be almost okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually be fine with it, too. I mean, I'd be able to ride it a hell of a lot more frequently because it's not on the other side of the country and flights are a lot cheaper to Orlando than they are to L.A., and um, you know, that would be a good ride yeah. too because the families would like it. Yeah, like Manta is so good at San Diego. It is just so good. So, and that um, brings us to the last ride that they announced, or didn't really announce, but everybody knows it was a no, 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 Alan, Alan. It was a hybrid announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the video in full of their announcement, or no? Uh, I did not watch the announcement for the Tigris. Okay, so they did the Tigris. They, you know, it's going to be a premier skyrocket too, just like Tempesto and Electric Eel and Phobia and so on and so forth. A great attraction. It's the new boomerang of this generation, basically. And, uh, and that's fine. Yeah. Right. It's okay. It's all yeah. right. Uh, but, but yeah, the big thing is that you know everybody now at this point knows it's going to be an RMC. Yeah, it was just funny how they announced it. They were like, "Well, we wanted to make this more of a hybrid announcement." We all, everyone was, everyone knows that Guazi always provided a rocky ride. <laughs> I mean, they were making it really obvious. You know, there is a slide that appears in the slideshow. You know, opening April twenty twenty, high high thrill hybrid wooden coaster. Yeah, well, I mean, that all came out, like, you know, a few days after the Tigris announcement. So, yeah, yeah and, just and, even further confirmed everything. And yeah, there's just and, so many questions of what they're going to do. Like, is it going to remain racing? Is it just going to do one track like Storm Chaser? Or are they going to go Colossus? It says, stats are still being worked through the ride vendor. So, yeah. the answer is probably nobody knows quite yet. Um, I mean, think that we all want just two different stations. Or, or the Colossus thing, so that make, you, you, you know that they're always going to duel. Yeah. Or attempt to duel. Or attempt to duel. They'll, they'll do a better job of it at Busch Gardens and Six Flags, though, probably. Yeah. Um, I think Quasi was a terrible idea from the beginning. They, you know what? They just didn't know what they were doing at that time. And it, to build a roller coaster, a uh, wood coaster that large, that, that massive, and to maintain, oh God, what, like 7,000 7, and a half feet of track? It's got to be like. Quasi had to be like 35, right? At least, right? And it's 500 feet at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So to maintain that much in the Florida weather when you're running, you know, every day of the year. So you're, you're basically doing close to three seasons of uh, wear and tear in one, one year, what a normal regional park does. Yeah, no, it was never going to last. You're not going to have one person that can maintain that ride. You're going to need a team of five, six people. Yeah, that's what makes the the fun spot, Woody, so great because they're small little rides that create a really bad pack, a really good punch, but not excessively long. So they don't have to cost a 
fortune to maintain. So, yeah, they, I think that they learned significantly from that experience. And they got a bunch of trades to uh, use later on in new attractions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, everybody's excited, obviously, about this. You know, this is kind of like was it White Cyclone that got um, replaced out in Japan, where we know that now that everybody knows it's coming, it's like, okay, well, is this going to be the ride that's better than uh, than Cedar Point's attraction this year. Oh, it's gonna be better than Steel Vengeance, and, and I don't know about that. I don't know either. I, I think there's a lot of people though that are kind of look, looking at like, well, there has to be something that's gonna be better than Steel Vengeance in this in this type of ride. I'm okay with well, okay. I guess I'm to say that I'm okay with Steel Vengeance is the best coaster ever. That's kind of sad because it's, it's like nothing to look forward to. But. <laughs> <laughs> but the same thing, like at the same time, like if nothing ever gets better, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's all right. We'll live. I know um, it's not even your favorite ride in the park, but for no, me, it's, I mean, just it's a good so ride. But good. The idea that, like, you know, it's unbeatable or something. I mean, I think steel, you always have the chance. I think wood is pretty much locked into Voyage for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah. I don't see anybody doing anything bigger than Voyage as long, <laughs> as, long as I breathe. Um, and I'm okay with that because I'm not sure that I need anything more than Voyage. No, no, no. I don't know so, that anything, I don't think it would be comfortable at, at that point. Um, so let's see. What else was there that, that we can talk about that's new? Well, to, well, the, you know, uh, Firehawk was going to Kentucky Kingdom for like a five seconds. Oh, that was the worst rumor ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got – so they're going to get a GCI uh, – or not no, GCI, Gravity, Group. Gravity Group Junior Wood Coaster, which will definitely not ride like a Junior Wood Coaster. Oh, no, 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 no. Those – you know, uh, anyone who's ever ridden Rorosaurus or – Oscar, which I'm running today, by the way, again. So, yeah, it's they're gonna it's gonna be a good ride. Uh, yeah. you know, again, you're gonna give me a wood coaster, I'm happy. You're gonna give me a really good wood coaster, even happier. Um, yeah, the stats look pathetic, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's 45 feet tall. I think 1280. I'm correct. Yeah, but you know, uh, 12 airpoint nine hills. Yeah, 12. I think they said 12 airtime moments. It'd be super fun. Uh, you know, uh, 40, 53 degree banking. I mean, it's got all the sets and it's putting in, it's literally going to a, a plot of land that they could use it for nothing else. It's, it's literally a, a strip of land between the water park and their, and their land boundary, yeah. their property boundary. The park yeah. is so, so small. I don't know if people realize like, A, it's landlocked and they can't expand. Well, they do have some pockets though left over. So you know, and I mean, like especially over by the rapids and that that stun arena that they that eventually will probably be demolished. Yeah, but they don't they don't have room for Firehawk. Is what I'm getting. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, duh. And the same thing of like those rumors that are coming to Dorney. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at least if you said Michigan's Adventure, you could say, well, there's a humongous. <laughs> yeah. Humongous Did you see someone made like a fake, uh, fake like landing page on the Dorney Park, like that just like Dorney Park webpage? It was like a screenshot of it. It was like Desert Hawk, Desert Hawk. coming to Dorney Park in 2019. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> first of all, they took that ride out because it's a fortune to operate. <laughs> and second of all, there's nowhere in hell that that ride would fit at Dorney. But well, you get like the half the parking lot. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's why I said like people were like, "Oh, it's like no, it's not going to Kentucky Kingdom." Like, if you've been to Kentucky Kingdom and you know what the park looks like and you know what Firehawk looks like, it doesn't fit. It's and also, can we just say one thing? Ed Hart is a smart businessman. Yes, <laughs> Ed Hart is not an idiot. Like, you know. He, he came back to Kentucky Kingdom because he knew that there was a, a substantial possibility to make money, and he's doing it, and he's getting a crowd again, um, and he's built all the right sort of rides, and what he's not building or acquiring are used, you know, 15 to 20-year-old steel coasters known to be a maintenance nightmare with no capacity. Yeah, That's- the first thing he did was rip out the one that was a maintenance nightmare. But- <laughs> I mean, I mean, all respect to Schwarzkopf, but those shuttle loops are not easy. No, no, they're not. And, you know, he replaced it with what? A ride that's like a rankable ride. Like, you know, Lightning Run is a really good ride. And it even used part of the foundation for the Schwarzkopf. Yeah, and then the station, obviously. You know, that yeah. was, there's extra gates that you're always like, why are these gates? Oh, yeah, that's because there was a longer train in here once. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know... He's not going to waste money on something that's going to take up a quarter of his park. It's not going to happen. You know, it just won't occur. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about that. Uh, aside from that, you know, there's Flitzer closed at Maury's. Uh, yeah, which I, I loved how they did that. Like, it, they did the, a great the job. letter. What? They did a great job with, with the way that they, you know, promoted yeah, the, that. The, the, the vet, first of all, like the letter that they sent saying like, everyone was like so sad, like my first kid's roller coaster. And I wanted to, that was my first coaster. And my kid is just about to be tall enough next year. And now he's got to. And they're like, look guys, we, we couldn't do it. <laughs> it would be irresponsible for us to keep this ride going from a, from a financial and a safety standpoint. <laughs> yeah. So, and, you know what? I, I just want to say, you know, compare contrast what they did with the Flitzer. Again, it's a Flitzer we're talking about. Yeah. With what Blackpool did with the Wild Mouse. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, I, out there. I mean, we both understand they had to remove that ride, but don't do it that way. Don't do it that way. Yeah. Don't do it that way. You know, and that ride has so much more historical significance than a Flitzer. But, you know... I think Maury's really understands their audience very well. And I think they also just respect the rods that have made them a lot of money. Yes. Yes. And there's no question the Flitzer for them has made them a good amount of money over the many years that it's operated. Um, so, you know, I, I, and you know, they also, you know, I don't want to say that Blackpool doesn't respect its history. But I, I definitely believe that they do having read that Amanda Thompson interview earlier this year, but, um, oh yeah, I read that too. That was in the first drop, right? Yeah, but you know the way the way in which they show it is is different. Let's put it that way. Um, I think the way that they perceive how the public respects that history is different. And um, anyhow, I, I I really do want to commend them on doing that. Uh, last thing we'll kind of mention on the the preservation stuff, closing, reopening front uh, is going to be that Lakemont Park. 
officially will reopen next time. Yeah. For real, real. Um, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> but you know what? They've they've actually cleared out space. There's actually land moving around. No, I just I don't see this as sustainable. Do you? I think it has a better shot at being sustainable. Okay. Believe it or not, I think that they picked. First of all, the rides that they picked to stay. Oh, they appeal to us, definitely. Well, it's not just that they appeal to us or that they're the best rides that were there. I mean, there are rides that appeal to me that are gone, like the Skydiver and and the Twister. My buddy and I, um, he'd never been there, and we went there in, um, God, what year was it at this point? 16? What was the last year it operated? Yeah, it was 16. Yeah, we went there in like August, and when we both heard the news that that winter, we were like, wow, like, thank God we went this year. Cause I hadn't been since like the two thousands and he had never been. So, and that sky is awesome. We did, I'd never done the twister and oh. yeah, but like we walked around it and we're just like, how are they making any money? They're charging us $8 to, for, for a wristband. And this place is deserted, and we were just we were just at Del Grosso's to basically credit run and get spaghetti, and <laughs> and it was packed. So it's just like uh, something had to like uh, other than like, uh, you know uh, support from the state or you know financial support from the state. Like that's the only reason that they were probably running, right? I assume that that was a big part of it because the state, you know, does central or not the state, but I think it was the city that actually owns it. Um, okay. Or at least, you know, they definitely own the land under it for sure. That's hundred percent. And well, I guess the, the, the hockey, the, they have a skating rink there that probably helps. Yeah. The baseball stadium that's there, you know, but, okay. They, they own that land too. So yeah. Okay. So, but yeah. you know, the thing is, you know, like you said, like that park has been, so dead for so long like i went there in 99 i was there at ultimate preservation con the next time i went was 2014 and it was so dramatically different in terms of the the, the condition of everything and especially leap the dips yeah especially leap the dips it um, did not that restoration did not last no well you know part of it was that the the foundation around which Leap the Dips was built is, is basically a defunct organization. Because defunct, I'm sorry, what? So th- there's a, it was a nonprofit that was operated separately from the park. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And basically, you know, the donations ran out. When you said foundation, I, I thought structural. <laughs> yeah, like the 501C. Okay, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now, I'm yeah, sorry. And, and, you know, it was never advertised or told to anybody that it was basically a defunct organization that had no money, but... You know, that's what happened. It happened years ago. It uh, just wasn't communicated to anybody in the community. Um, the park had a lot of rides that undoubtedly took a lot of time and a lot of money to maintain. You know, uh, the toboggan, for instance. Um, the twister, which, to my knowledge, is the last operating twister that existed. Um, you know, there were, there were a lot of flat rides that park. A lot of flat rides, a lot of classic, like, 60s, 50s era. Yeah, there was a spider and tilt-a-whirl. And they had a lot of buildings. There were a lot of, like, games buildings that had not been in use for eons. Yeah, they were just, like, boarded up. And, 
you know, the fact is they're getting rid of all that. That's all getting cleared out. Um, and stuff, some stuff got picked up by other parks. The Scrambler went to uh, Alabama Splash. Yeah, and, you know, they're building a lot of things that are more FEC-based. Uh, things like, you know, I think bumper boats, I want to say, are going into that park. Sure. Um, batting cages, expanded mini golf. You know, they're working on the, the go-karts. I think the idea that they are going to make it a free entry I mean, to us, it doesn't make any sense because they charge nothing to enter anyways, you know, at least in our minds, eight or nine dollars or ten dollars to get in. It's hilariously low. But I think the idea that it's going to be a free entry, even though it was so cheap before, they'll actually have people spending more money. Because yeah, it, it's uh, the... Uh... It's the psychological aspect. Yeah. Oh, I'm here. I get to go for free, and then, then all of a sudden you're having a good time, and the money starts flowing. Yeah, because, you know, like, the go-karts that they had were an upcharge to begin Look with. at me at going to Knobles. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I mean, we spend tons of money at Knobles every time. Um, Except people, for this weekend. So you get, rid of, you get rid of the people that are, you know, kind of the maintenance folks. Uh, you know, some of them I'm sure were laid off. You're going to keep some for the wood coasters and, and a couple of rides you keep because they're keeping really the best stuff. You know, the the Tin Lizzie's, the Antique yep. is great. Yep. A uh, uh, little deeper. Fun. I'm sorry? The train ride's fun. They're keeping that. Right. Yeah, right by the river. That's that's fun. The kitty coaster is at least staying for now. I can't imagine it's going to last that long, but, you know. Oh, they're moving it too. Yeah, they're moving it a little bit. Oh, like that um, takes that long to move one of those, but yeah, like a day. <laughs> well, according according to the Alan Herschel uh, catalog, it it takes two men three hours to set up. <laughs> I just uh, I I think that you know with with that kind of a layout, like it has a better shot. Plus, they're adding like a splash pad and some water features for people, and you know they're going to try and make it more into like a, a city park, I guess, where you know you have your your corporate outings. Um, with volleyball courts and things. I, I think that's going to work out. Honestly, I think it has a much better shot. What Lakemont was was not sustainable. That's absolutely a fact. Like, there's no way you could go to Lakemont at any point probably in the last 10 years and go to that park and say, like, yeah, this is, this is something that can work in this state. Like, it, it needed some sense of investment and some sense of a direction. At least this gives it a direction. I don't think that it can compete heads up as like an amusement park versus Bill Grosso's. There's just not enough people with money in that market to, to sustain both parks with the same model. So somebody had to change. And yeah, and Doug Grosso's did, just mainly by adding a uh, updated water park. Yeah, yeah, and that was, that was big for them. They, you know, they have the side business that allows them to bring in money that they can then invest into the park. Yeah, that's there's that, and, and and that's that's significant too. You know, um, do we want to talk about another PA park that's actually turned it around? Sure, we'll do that real quick. Kanya adding a Ferris wheel next year. First time yeah. they've added a new attraction in God knows how long. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's a trailer based Eli wheel, but you know what? It's something. And there were pictures this year from a lot of people that said, "Guess what? There are crowds of Kanya." You might actually have to wait to ride the blue streak. <laughs> um, 
So and they've done a lot of retracking on that too, right? Like all eight layers, or how many ever layers that track has. It's probably not eight layers because it's old, and those old wood coasters had weird track setups. But anyways, yeah, it doesn't use like angle iron for like the upstops on that one. It's that right. I I don't know any of the specifics about it. I know that like they had two sets of trains that yeah. were totally different trains. Yeah. And then, like, one of them won't even run anymore, which are those open front uh, trains, basically the ones that they have on Lakeside Cyclone. Like, they won't yep. run those anymore, but so they run the NADs. But I remember they were running them both concurrently at the same time once, you know, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a strange park for sure, but, again, yeah, they've turned the corner, they're starting to find their place. And, you know, what more can you ask for? That, that's what we want to see, you know, these parks do. And uh, it's a lot better than seeing them get ground under to be condos or retirement home or something. Yeah. I, I really hope that they'll, you know, invest more in the infrastructure because I think that's – it's an eyesore kind of when you go through that park. It, it, is. You, it is. You want it to look old. You want that charm, but you don't want it to look – busted yeah it, it can't be they've definitely done it they were doing a decent job you know as the years have gone by where they would be tearing down you know basically junk building stuff that had caught fire and whatnot and uh i just you know i assume that they're they've kept it with it and and hopefully they continue with it so um yeah i don't know i'm, I'm happy about both parks you know, being around next year, basically, and and kind of still being the, that kind of link to the past of, like, the, the weird, scrubby, um, rust belt amusement parks that, you know, otherwise have, have slowly started to, to decline and disappear. <clears throat> Let's do some quick trip reports here, uh, which are going to be all you. So you went to – first of all, let's talk about this because we've never discussed that you did – Sort of the mountain coasters of Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Well, I didn't do any new one. I just did uh, Action Parks, or AKA Mountain Creek. Yeah, which which reopened this year after being closed for what three, four years? I think like break? two and a half or so. Yeah. And um, what I suspected the whole time was the, the reason the uh, the state at some point probably caught wind that these uh, alpine coasters now can have uh, breaking and collision avoidance braking built into them and they they shut them down and required them to add all that to their track which is a retrofit that you can do they just probably cost a lot of money because you have to replace all the sleds you have to put all these little magnetic fins the entire length of the track so but yeah that was the reason um um man we, we got so lucky though we um we got there and i was like i, I just want I think we both agreed basically well maybe her more than i did the girlfriend but regardless uh to do the water park stuff first because it's legendary and then we got a storm that shut everything down that we didn't even know was going to happen that day and um it passed and then they started testing the alpine coaster or the water attractions opened almost immediately but it took a while to start running the alpine coaster as soon as we started testing, we, we like basically got a lot out of line of what we were doing. We went over there, 
We stood at the ticket booth, waited for them to sell us a ticket. We got on the ride, rode it, and then by the time we got to the top of the lift hill, the person at the top of the lift was, you guys are lucky. We've already shut it down again. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me, her, and one other family that went before they shut it down again because of another rainstorm coming through. So, how does it how does it ride compared to some of the other uh, mountain? Coaches? It was fun. I mean, it, I don't think the the magnetic braking affected it that much. Um, you could feel a little bit of like speed moderation or reduction through some of the turns, but not as much as some other ones. Like the one goats on the roof, it feels like every single turn you go through, the brakes are kicking in to slow you down a little bit. Yeah, right. I think I've only felt that like two or three times on the one here. Um, it, it's okay. It's not the best. It's an aquatic stretch. one. Isn't it? Isn't it an aquatic build that one. Where? The aquatic uh, development group built the the one that's at. No, that's Camelback. This oh, one. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a week week one. Okay. So it was fun. Well, kind of, but, it's fun. It's a fun ride. So. Yeah, it was fun. And, you know, it was reasonably priced too. It was only like eight dollars, I think. Hopefully they run it this winter. Um, I don't know if they do run theirs during the winter. Because if they run theirs during the winter, I know Camelback does theirs. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, I'll have to do some sort of absurd trip uh, in January-ish or February. Um, but the water slides, man. Yeah, I know. Old water slides, the ones that are legendary, right? Yeah, I got to go there and do the water park at some point. Too. It's the same thing with like, there's that old glory park. Uh, what's it called? Water Safari that's up in New York. That's another one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's it's not, no, it, yeah, like nobody died there. <laughs> so, But it has a lot of experimental stuff, basically. It has like almost all the water slides are concrete slides that were built. Okay. In now, the interesting thing that they've done is like, it seems like they put like a layer of like, God, it almost feels like foam injection foam on top of the um, the concrete slides. So they're all like, like you look at what you were like about to go down and you look at it and you're like, oh my God, we're, we're going to die dropping into this like abrupt turn or whatever. But everything was like, it looked scarier than it actually was. So, and actually the, the Colorado river, which is like their, like a family raft ride, the one where you actually have to wear helmets <laughs> was the lamest one of the, there were basically three of the old school slides that they're like, they're built into the mountain, like literally built into the mountain. And, like one does like a weird, one of the tube ones does a weird like helix and it like, like awkwardly slowly goes around it. Like it drops down into a tunnel through the, through the mountain at one point And then it comes out the end and like, and then, then there's the, um, the Tarzan swing was unfortunately closed, but we ended up doing, uh, uh um, Wildwood has a Tarzan swing. Yes, and uh, yes, we, we tried doing that, and I'm like, I'm gonna hold on so tight. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing up the arc and you know let go right at the the peak of the arc, and I, I hit the bottom, and my hands just let go. <laughs> I mean, I had a death grip on it, but it was like, nope, those 240 pounds are going straight down to the pool. <laughs> so you said you did New England too, right? Yeah, but um, so but no, Action Park, aka Mountain Creek's fun. We didn't do 
like any of the new stuff. We did one new new slide because it has um, some lighting and sound effects in them, and that was cool. But we yeah, we stuck mostly to the uh, the old school stuff. They have the one where it's like, um, God, Dramino, uh, drama, the. It's a big slide that you you slide for like ten feet down, and then you drop twenty feet into the water below. Okay. Yeah, and which is um. Yeah, I thought it'd be scary, but last year um, when I was in Idaho, Idaho visiting a friend, we went to this one place where it's known where you pretty much jump off a cliff, and that that was definitely way more intense. <laughs> so, just in comparative, I mean, I guess if you've never done that, that yeah, sliding off the side of a cliff um, into a pool like twenty feet below is going to be freaky. But when you have to, have to, like, I don't know, it just isn't is scary because you start sliding and it's kind of out of your control but like when you're jumping off a cliff you're like at the edge there looking down like 20 feet and you're like oh dear oh god hopefully i jump far enough away from this cliff so i don't hit myself on the way down and so but i digress yes went to new england um god it was so long ago um so I'll just hit the the points of where we went. Um, did three days, twelve stops. Um, started at Ocean Beach Park in Connecticut. Finally got there. Um, God, was that? It's a shift or a shift, whatever those are called. Yeah, that coaster. City coaster. That's. I know it's from a carnival. That's all I know about it. Oh yeah, it's called Roadrunner Express. It's got the cartoons on the the Roadrunner on the side of the thing. I don't know for like Connecticut. It just, that park seems so ghetto. So like, it's like a nice little beach facility with a little uh, amusement park connected to it. So you actually, you're you're not paying the park. You're actually paying to use the beach technically. Um, So you have to pay like that $9 or something like that to pay to park. Maybe it was more than that. I forget, but this is a new London, uh, Connecticut, by the way. Um, yeah, I used to live, so I knew, I lived like 30 minutes away from there. Okay. And You've been there, have a really you? good arcade at that place. I have no okay. idea if we went to the arcade or not, but it has... No, like, we, I mean, we, we had three more stops, four more stops, that, three more stops that day, so we were crunching. I want to say that place had like old electromechanical ski ball. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, those are fun to do with the little flip, with the little uh, the score reels that just flip down. Yeah, it's but yeah, no, for sure. Like as far as like an actual park goes, like unless you either live specifically in New London, or uh, you're basically somebody looking to get roller coaster credits, like us. Like, there's no reason to ever go to Ocean Beach Park. Um, the note to people: I noted this on Twitter, but you cannot ride alone in one row. You need to be with another person. But those 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 seats are big enough that it fits two adults. I don't know about two guys, but me and the girlfriend were perfectly comfortable in one seat. But uh, yeah, I'm glad. Like I tried to do that credit like two years ago, and it was closed because of a hurricane, the remains of a hurricane. Yes, I think I recall this story. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm kind of like, it wouldn't have mattered anyways. I would have been denied anyways. Uh, But I did miss the one Atlantic Beach Park in Rhode Island forever. Because it uh, was taken down this year, or it probably fell down. It probably just oh, fell they, over. They took down the uh, the dragon wagon. Yeah, yeah. So Let's that's no that. more. Oh well. I was like, I was almost okay with that because I was so embarrassed to go do that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was that was a ride. I think I'm pretty sure I actually uh, pulled that up for um, what you call it for RCD database. That, yeah. that was one of my finds for him. Um, that's too bad. That's that's unfortunate. They actually still have a picture of it on the website too. The yeah, oh yeah, that's what's the most confusing part of it. Uh, I mean, I thought about just going there, but then we added a bunch of other stuff that day, so we were we were time challenged, and I didn't want to spend an hour going out of the way to yeah, find no, nothing. Find out that it's not there. What else, what else did you guys do on that day? Uh, we went to Edaville finally. How Edaville, USA. Working? Oh, that was fantastic. I mean, it's mostly, a, it's more, it's more geared to families. I wouldn't say just kids. I'd say it's more of a family park, but definitely not a thrill park. Um, you know, it grew up around a railroad, basically a railroad attraction, which we definitely did. And that railroad is, have you been there? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just moving uh, upstairs. I have not been to that park ever. Okay. All right. I just like to know these things so we can, we, we can discuss, or, or if it's just me talking. Um, yeah, no, I've I've not been there. I remember. So Edenville has had like several incarnations during my lifetime. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard, and like a lot of financial issues, right? Yeah, at one point they bought a bunch of stuff from Whalem after okay. Whalem closed. Like I think they got the Tumblebug, and I want to see one or two other things. And then those rides got scrapped within a year or two. Okay. Uh, no, it's a fun, cute little park. The train is absolutely fantastic. It is. It's a long ride. It's like fifteen, twenty minutes long. Um, it has like scheduled departures and all that stuff, which they announced throughout the entire park. By the way, that's so fun. Um, at top, currently Thomas is the lead. Well, it's he's like the lead fake engine. There's like an engine right behind him that's actually doing the work. Um, you gotta have Thomas for the kids because the kids go crazy for Thomas. So. Kids love Thomas. I'm so pissed that I, I miss Thomas, like, being the age where that would appeal to me. I miss Thomas by just a few years. But, like, I, I was obsessed with trains and just turned into roller coasters, basically, um, when I was little. So I was so mad that later on in life when I discovered that Thomas was a thing, I was like, damn, I would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, by the way, I went over to the Atlantic Beach Parks website. Yeah. Uh, and then to like their Facebook. Yeah. Sure enough, there's a video of Big Mike from. Oh yes, oh yes, I've seen that thing. Yeah. Riding the kitty coaster. Oh god. It's... Uh, yeah. Um, other than that, though, like there's not any evidence of the coaster still being there. So yeah, probably. R.I.P. The. Well, their web page was literally just one page, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They're. Their website doesn't go very far, and the Facebook is not particularly helpful either. Yeah. Um, so um, Edaville, like, we've, they've got a bunch of family stuff that they've built in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So they have, like, three different sections. They have, um, like, Edaville, like, proper, which has a bunch of, um, bunch of like, little kitty rides. That's where your SPF Vista, the spinning ladybugs is. Yay, another one. I think that was my um, uh, 14th one of those. So, uh, yeah. What do you think of, like, I, I, know, I know they've invested a decent amount into the actual infrastructure of the park, and, like, there's a bunch of new buildings and stuff. Like, Yeah, but, and then there's Thomas Land, which is definitely their selling point. And okay. it's, it's a properly done Thomas Land, other than those half-ass um, 
attempts that Six Flags did. The licensing deals, basically. Um, you know, it's got lots of little cute attractions. Their kitty coaster is actually really fun. It's uh, it, it's basically the same thing as the the clown coaster at Luna Park. Okay. Um, it, it just a bunch of cute little rides. It has a monorail. You know, it's it's a it's mainly a Zamperla ride package, heavily themed. Um, they have a little uh, they have a little little show and just definitely a cute park and that place that place stays open in, in through the holidays so i'm assuming when you rode the train you saw curse flash yeah which was the reason why i held off going to this park for so long anyways and eventually i was just like you know what have you heard it's been standing there for flash. three years and from the looks of it I don't know if it will ever run. It looks in rough shape. I remember there was something that I had read about Curse Flash where, um, like, they're, they're basically, like, they bought it and, like, either the rolling stock was bad or, like, the control system needed to be totally redone. Oh, it definitely it looked like, like it needed to be done. Yes. It's like, yeah, I don't know if we want to do this. It's now, literally sitting in a field, like, I would say, like, 100 to 200 feet away from Thomas Land. With no pathways going towards it, no infrastructure around it. So yeah, supposedly, supposedly the so the the claim that I've heard here's here's the rumor for you: the old cars were basically just junked by the time that they got them, and like Myler was like, "Well, we'll build you new ones." It's a Myler, it's, it's a Myler water coaster, which in and of itself is a thing to discuss. Um, and then they were like, well, we spent all our money on this other stuff, so we don't really have the cash to, to do the, the new cars now. Um, we'll see if it... Uh, to me, like, when you have that much stuff standing, I just can't picture them not opening it. Um, so it seems to me like the, the expense of having new cars built be better than the expense of tearing it down, scrapping it, and then trying to build something else in place. Well, it's not like there was like, it was set up in the middle of a field. It almost looked like it was set up there as like a test bed for it. And not like it's permanent location. I'm just, that's me, my opinion. I'm not saying that's the way it was. but oh, like, could totally, That could totally be the case. I mean, it's not like they're sitting there telling people yeah, It's a portable ride. It's not it. It's a portable ride, first of all. So, yeah. Uh, is it is it actually portable? Uh, it's on trailers. Okay. The lift hills like literally look like they. I believe they just have like a piston to lift them up and all that stuff. I was thinking that it was semi permanent because it's not like it ever moved from Washington State Fairgrounds. It's definitely on trailers. Okay. The lift hills are on trailers that look like they just lift up and. Um, I didn't. I don't remember, and also it was like two months ago. But I, I mean, it could have just been blocks and everything. But there were definitely trailers. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. But no, I'm glad it only went. Um, yeah. Super cute park. They had another kitty coaster that they bought and trashed, but they used it as part of their. They have a Dino Land, like Dinosaurs Alive, and like that. They like themed it into that land, and the coaster is just sitting. Like in mist, they have like little misters and everything. Like a bunch of coaster cars in the hills are just set up in the middle of their dinosaur attraction. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, where do you guys go after Edaville? Oh man, the Marshfield State 
the Marshfield Fair in Massachusetts, I think it was. Was this uh, Fiesta Shows? Yes, yes. Um, which um, I went because um, I have like, I don't think they have their wacky worm anymore, by the way. Because no one's recorded anything on Coaster Count for years. So. They have a decent amount of rotation, that company. They always have. Okay. But regardless, like on Coaster Count, they, they list having four coasters uh, active. And one, one of them is the, the Orient Express, which, fun fact, was the first Orient Express I ever rode back in 99 at the Rochester, New Hampshire Fair. Um, there's that. Um, then they have one of those um, Zyklons, the new build Zyklons. And um, then they have the spinning SVS Vista Portable, which I saw last year. I went to a fair, but it was rainy, so the whole fair was pretty much shut down. And I ended up watching a cow give birth because you know, <laughs> I paid my $20 to get in, and I was like, I'm going to do something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and uh, so the girlfriend needed at least two of those credits. So my, my thought was, well, at least she'll get something. Hopefully the spinning coaster will be there. So what we did was like she paid to go into the fair first and then she scoped everything out and she's like, it's here. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't going to pay the $10 to go and ride the two coasters that I didn't need to ride again. Um, so no, it was a fun little fair. It was easy and Part that someone's back, <laughs> someone had their backyard set up for like a little parking lot, and then we paid like four dollars to park. <laughs> Just wandered in and did your rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was quick in and out. You know, SVF Vista number fifteen, I think. <laughs> There's only going to be more of them. Only yeah, more. yeah. There is more to talk about. Um, then um, we went to. Um, drove up from mass to uh just over the border to nashua uh to uh fun fun world and the uh that big fec yes yes the three level fec that has a uh orient express in the second level that's like i love that orient express it's so much fun <laughs> i went there god I, I went there probably 16 years ago yeah, I went there that long too. But I was actually, I was kind of excited to ride that one again because it's just so weird um, where it's placed. And I, I would love to, be, I've, I've either been there, um, in this last case, I was there right at opening, so no one was there. In this case, we, oh, another note to tell you that that, that ride op that ride closes 30 minutes before the park or the, the FEC closes. So, really? yeah. And like my rule of thumb is always to get somewhere like half an hour before close just for that reason <laughs> we got there and we had three minutes to ride <laughs> oh man day yeah but like on there i i still want to ride that i still want to be there and have it run because the maintenance guy was just checking out the the mini himalaya right next to it and the mini himalaya itself was shaking the entire building <laughs> so i could just imagine when the roller coaster's going around that thing that like like literally the 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 the, the height of the ceiling couldn't be more than 15 feet right alan like yeah it literally it literally to get more height out of the roller coaster it banks to the right on the top of the the uh the 
the lift hill, the tire-driven lift hill. And, like, then it goes into a helix that, like, at the end just gets really tight, so it misses a support column. <laughs> it gives, like, this huge lateral jolt. It, it, it was, uh, I guess, a very guilty pleasure, I guess. <laughs> as far and as then they have a... Go, it's, it's, they're way more embarrassing rides to go on. Oh yeah, and I, I no, I, I was having a ball. We only went, you know, like we were at the um, at the fair, and we went around the Orient Express like ten times, and I was like, great. <laughs> but then we only got like three goes around on this one. I was like, so a pitch. I just want to go around this one more. So, but um, they also have like a double decker carousel that you can see from the road. Uh, they have a mini golf course, or no, they have a golf course. I don't have, I don't think they have mini golf. Um, they definitely have go-karts. All that stuff was closed, though, by the time we got there. Um, we were also there on a Monday, so some stuff might not operate during the weekdays. Um, they have a they have like a little playground that I would generally would be embarrassing to go through because it has a slide, one of those like roller slides that starts on the third level and goes all the way down to the first level. So... I'm assuming, and the arcade obviously is there too. Oh yeah, and then on the top level they have a bunch of pins. Yes. yes. Uh, sorry, pinball machines for those not in the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, played, oh, I played a decent quantity of pinball there long ago. Unfortunately, um, it's like it's all modern stuff, and some of it's in really rough shape. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um. And then they have this Galaxian Five, which is this Namco. Like, you literally built the 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 ride into the building. It's like a six-player laser disc thing. It's been it's been broken for like five plus years, and all the arcade enthusiasts have been like, they like, they literally have a tarp over it. I I don't know anything about the game. I just know about its legacy. And they literally have a car- tarp covering it, and like all the arcade people are like, look, literally, we will pay for all the uh the costs to remove it because like it's literally built into the building and fun 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 world's like no like all the arcade people just want to preserve this thing somewhere and no so i did not for some reason i i did not know anything about the galaxian three now is it three i couldn't remember what number it was galaxian three yeah of course you look up galaxian three and it's like the shameful state of the Galaxian Three. Fun, yep, 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 yep. Are you on like CAG or something like that? Or not? Yeah, CAG, like, but... just on Google. Like it comes up immediately. Yeah, one of the um, what's the? Oh God, I forget the forum. It has a yeah. It has a whole like. There's a there's a pretty significant, uh, like wiki for this thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a laser disc, like six player thing, and like yeah. Uh, another Galaxian three, like there's people that seek these out because they're so insane. Yeah, not many were built, especially probably in the United States. So I'm sure there are more in Japan. But wow, yeah. So, anyways, there's something for everyone to look up later. Uh, <laughs> did you guys go to Canopy next? Uh, eventually. Okay. <laughs> so this was the end of day one. Okay. The next day, we started out with a hike in Maine, which was fun. I forget what mountain it was, but it was beautiful. It had a whole old abandoned ski resort on the top of it. Oh. Yeah, it was really cool. 
It was only like a 500 foot like elevation change. It's not that big of a deal. Um, anyways, and, and then um, after that, we went to Fun Town, which uh, no new credits for me, but you know, this is more for the, the girlfriend. But um, but I'm always okay with going back to Fun Town because Excalibur is fantastic. Fun Town in uh, Seiko, Maine. Yep. Um, or is it Sacco? I don't know how to pronounce that. I think it's Sacco. I always said Sacco. I have no idea. I didn't. Uh, but um, I never lived. In, I never lived in Maine to be able to tell you. I yeah. I remember the, the the last half of that ride was kind of eh, but the first half was just so good, like mm-hmm. really good. Well, the first half's more about airtime, and the second half is about helixes. Yeah. There's there's one particular turnaround in that ride where the airtime going over the top of it. Yeah, I think that's the first hill. It's 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 basically um it's like your Martins uh or not Martins anymore. Uh the Silver Common and the Great White, the uh the the dip in the middle of the turnaround, that type of thing that they did for many, many years. I think yeah. that was a Dennis McNulty special. Yeah, it was it's that ride was just super fun. I it's a definite like session ride. That park in general is a nice park too. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, like I don't, they don't allow any rerides, so you can't like marathon it, or we, or it, it's always has enough people that you always get screwed out of a, a reride. But um, I, I think we rode it like seven times or something like that. We had a fun time, um, and uh, did the wild mouse, and it was a wild mouse. Yeah, I texted a picture to my friend who got so pissed off because he was too tall to ride. I'm like. <laughs> He's like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Finally did Atmosphere. Yes. This is my one, two, three, fourth visit. I had never done Atmosphere. And uh, they're serious about their Atmosphere, man. They're like, they're serious about it. They take that thing seriously. (laughs) Explain Atmosphere to the people out there. It's an indoor scrambler but it's like themed to space so you go through like you just go through like a, like a um airlock uh, like setup but like it's not like maybe a little bit for the air conditioning in there but like it's not like it's pressurized or anything <laughs> and if anything it makes loading like ridiculously long we waited like for three cycles and it took us like 30 minutes to ride um and atmosphere is an indoor scrambler it's got like a bunch of like it's got you know like techno music almost basically like lasers and projections and all that stuff and when i say they're serious about it like if you start recording in there they someone started taking a video it might have just been a selfie video and they stopped the ride and they were like you need to delete that <laughs> and they would not let her out and or start the ride up again until they deleted their video. They, by the way, they specifically play, and I remember this. Okay. This this came up on you know RC an eternity ago. <laughs> okay. It, they play "Fire on High" by Electric Light Orchestra. So is that that's techno-ish, right? I mean, it's electric. They were like a prog band. Okay. It was like keyboards and stuff in it. It's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, but it's a. Uh, you know, it's a song from like the seventies, and it's they they just play specifically that song. Oh, and they and there's there's fog in there too. They're, they got the fog machines going. Yeah, then there's like the imagery that they have in there. Like I remember they used to have like projected images of like gorillas. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's never changed from what it was, you know, when I first wrote it twenty years ago. Um, it's just a completely bizarre thing, just insane. And uh, we found out like that New England loves their indoor scramblers. Six Flags New England used to have one. Yeah, Canada well, we'll get to that. Um, and then Blake um, Compounds used to have one also, which they, you know, they compound. Okay, no, okay, sorry. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, um, uh, Dragon's Descent, which is their uh, turbo drop, SNS turbo drop, which I absolutely adore the view from up there. It's you just nothing but forests as far as the ice can see. I think it's just a beautiful, natural view. And they did a great and, job theming that queue line way back. And then. Yes, and then the Asian theming is ex- or Oriental theming is excellent. So, um, now it's a fun little park. Um, they've uh, they focused a little bit on their water park. They've expanded the water park. Um, if we hadn't had a bunch of credit runs or credits to do, and we, you know we were going to spend most of the day there, um, we probably would have done the water park. Um, if we go up there again, we'll probably spend the entire day at Fun Fun Town, and maybe like like close out and go to do their next credit we did. So, um, Palace Playland at yes. Old Orchard Beach, Maine, yes. kind of a dump, but uh, they added two great new coasters this year. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's it's your boardwalk park without the boardwalk. It's your beachfront park. There you go. Yeah. It's... Um, they got rid of their aging galaxy, which, you know, those things are all becoming just, they're, they're done. You know, they're most more like 50 years old, right? Yeah. You can't run those things forever. There's only so long you can keep welding them, you know? And, you know, internal rust too. And those pipes are tiny. So the, yeah, you, we, we found out what happens if you run those things forever without proper maintenance earlier this year in Daytona. <laughs> Daytona Beach was a, a sort of a test bed, if you will, for what yeah. could go horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, the ride that they got looks really cool. It is. Um, it's the first, correct me if I'm wrong, because that's what I said on Twitter, uh, it's first Preston and Barbie in, uh, Barbary in the uh, United States. As far as I know. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I, I looked some of those curves and I was like, I don't know about this, but it, it ran really smooth. It was pretty intense in the helixes. Um, there's no airtime or anything like that, but for your, you know, your compact carnival, like semi part tournament coaster, um, it, it was definitely an improvement on the galaxies, the galaxy before. Um, so yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, I think we, we, um, forget how much we spent i think it was like 30 bucks for us to ride each coaster once so 15 bucks yeah. a ride no 30 bucks for us to both ride each coaster once so oh okay okay yeah so 15 bucks per per person so i don't know how that breaks down um we did the um god what do they call it whirlwind which is their sbf visa spinner number three of the trip and number 16 overall for me 16 17 overall for me i don't know it's it's hard to keep track at this point <laughs> and then did your girlfriend need the orient express 
and it worked out to be like basically it would cost the same amount of money to get the Vigil tickets or to get the ticket package. So it just worked out because that was the cheapest ride. I think that one was like only three bucks. I think Wipeout was like four tickets, not bucks. I'm sorry, tickets. And then I think Sea Viper might have been like six or something like that. So yeah, Road to Orient Express, and uh, it kind of cool because it's like right up it's like literally almost touching the beach so that's that's the cool thing about that orning experience uh and then we got some um we got we went to this the um the seafood stand i got some um i got a um what do you call it a lobster roll yes yeah it was expensive but delicious so excellent excellent um stopped at york's wild kingdom so I have driven into York's Wild Kingdom and then drove away because uh, there were no coasters at the time. So this was okay. Yeah, they had a flitzer at one point. Yeah, this is yeah, and I missed that by like a year back in what the. What I 90s. remember is they had like three walkthroughs. Okay, they have one. Really weird. Uh, they have one now. They have one now. Okay. Yeah. How is? Oh, well, it's a wacky worm. It's probably very wacky wormy. It's a wacky mouse, but. Wacky mouse. mouse. Yes, yes. I didn't even ride it. Um, the funny thing is that GPS, like, GPS had us going for another, like, um, it was really annoying. It, 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 So it's like sandwiched between two exits on the main turnpike. Mm-hmm. So it had us, um, it had us go to the further, uh, the, the exit that was past the park, which conveniently put us through a toll booth. Um, if we had gotten off earlier, then we would have avoided toll completely. So that's a tip for you people. Uh, but the reason I think it, I don't know why it did that, but then like we were driving on the road and we had like another half mile to go and all I see is huge wild kingdom sign. I'm like slam on the brakes, make a right really quickly. But, um, yeah, I don't know why the GPS was off, but, um, this is all not important. I'm rambling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh sorry my my filter is going a little uh awry after two hours need to re- recoup um <laughs> but uh no she rode it uh we took a look around the park really quickly it's in terrible condition it's crap like if i ever have kids i will not be bringing them there their mini golf course is five dollars and it's not even worth that the carpets looked terrible condition moldy disgusting uh, maybe the zoo is okay, but if they maintain it as well as they maintain the amusement park, which probably is separate from their entity, right? Or maybe it's a different operator. Who knows? Uh, I think it's all. I think it's all the same with them. Okay, well, I don't. Then I don't suggest any of this. <laughs> <laughs> because if they maintain the rides like they maintain the animal exhibits, then I feel bad for the animals, and I wouldn't want to support that. Even though it was only like ten, fifteen bucks to get into the zoo. Uh, yeah, you can run in there and get the credit. It's like two fifty. It's cheap as can be. Uh, and then run out and go to Canopy Lake Park. Yes, and I'm assuming uh, that you did. Yeah, we went there uh, so we could get the five p.m. after five p.m. admission. And Canopy is always busy. There's the thing. It's it's always busy, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Um, You're always gonna wait like twenty twenty five minutes for the Yankee Cannonball. Um, we had a lot of rides we wanted to hit hit up, so we actually got no rerides on anything. She needed all the credits, so we had to wait forever for the freaking dragon coaster. Um, Counting powers. What? Oh, yeah, powered? whatever. Yeah, it's powered. 
<laughs> so Cannonball totally run? a credit. It, it picks up speed on the way down. It's totally coasting on the way down. Yankee Cannonball, how's it running? It's okay. I mean, you wrote it. You wrote it back in the early two thousands and whatnot. Yeah, when it gave a lot of airtime and they hadn't nuked all the hills. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you about. So that is true. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun ride. Um, I think at this point, it's going to the point where, like, it's we're getting the award of which mech can be ruined more, Dorney Park or can it can it be Lake Park? Okay, well, let's, that pretty much eliminates any desire I have to go to Dorney. To, no, 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 no. I don't, don't, don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to short it. It's still a really fun ride. It's like it's one of those rides that's left a lot of fun. Let's. It's just like Cannonball yeah, Run. Yeah, but it was good. Like it was really good. Yeah. Okay. When you know what it used to be, I guess that makes sense. But yeah. you know, I, I mean, I mean when, when I remember, I remember when it ran two trains and it had single lap bars. Well, it still has single lap bars. What's up? It still has buzz bars. Yeah, but there's no airtime, and they run no, one well, train, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know why they can't. Why can't New England run two trains on their wood coasters? Because they'll have an incident that happens twenty years ago, and they'll just be like, "Well, I don't know what we can do about that." Like, you know, you, like you can't pick up the phone and call someone to get you a control system. The, the funny thing is, they've like it has a modern control system. It's like the most modern control system ever. I think it's yeah. Consign that did that. Yeah, they redid it, and then they were like, "Well, we redid the control system, but we're still not going to run two trains." Like they split up the final break run into sections, and like they did a bunch of stuff. Like I don't, I don't. So stupid. It's, it's really it makes dumb. me so annoyed because I know that like they could be running two trains. It's uh, it just it, it's stuff like that just blows my mind. That like that is that's considered acceptable. No, it isn't. And you, you always have to wait a half an hour for that damn ride because it always has a full queue. So let's talk about the stuff that's good at Canopy that hasn't been ruined. Um, the corkscrew is great. The corkscrew there is, is it's corkscrew. Yeah, I like corkscrews. They're a guilty pleasure for me. But um, good. let's talk about the unique stuff, yes. Oh, and Untamed is Untamed. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's a little rough. Um, it's a Gerslauer, um, whatever they're 320 called. 320 plus. 320 plus, there you go. Yeah. Or no, yeah, yeah, it's 320 plus. Uh, Basically, yeah. it kind of does all your standard short Eurofighter stuff. Yeah, it's a fun ride, and it sure. looks beautiful, like everything at Can- Canopy Lake Park. That's the thing about Canopy Park; it is just so pleasing to the eye. Everything about it is. Um, I mean, when you first walk in, you see the popcorn stand from Roller Coaster Tycoon. You're like, "That is awesome!" And then you see like the surfer guy on the sign for Wipeout, and then you just see the tiki area, and just the, the landscaping. It, it it just so New England. <laughs> And everything, you know, nothing there is because they do have all these sort of like high requirement restrictions and noise restrictions in that park due to its right. I can say in a neighborhood, basically. Um, it's got a sky ride. It's got, a, they built a water park this year, um, which is a really weird setup. They have a setup um, where it, uh, they have a lazy river and then the lazy river goes through the wave pool. Interesting. I've that seen that one other place. It's, Beach Bend has that set up. That is different. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of feel like it's probably pretty compressed, that water park, so... Yeah, it's very compressed. And then, then the water slides are, like, right on top of the wave-making machine, basically. Um, they're a dark ride. You know what? I, I When I went to this park, 
last time was 14 and I really wasn't a dark ride person. I still really am not, but I appreciate them more. Like if I find one that I really like, like I, I appreciate it. I like it. Yeah. But like back in 14, it, it, I don't think it mattered what I rode. I didn't care. I rode this and I was like, okay, I'll give it another try. Everyone says it's so great. And back then I thought the same thing. I, we got off and I was like, what the fuck? That thing was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I mean, the theme has no sense. Like, it's just like w- one theme to another theme to another theme. It like makes no sense. Like what? It's like pirate and then Egyptian and like, like you're, like you're mining and then like apparently dig <laughs> your way to Egypt. And the is really mad. And then it all just goes downhill from there. And, and this is called the den of lost souls, right? Yeah. <laughs> Or Den of Lost... Yeah, something. Uh, I don't understand why there's Egyptians. I don't get it. I don't care. It's fun. Yeah, lots of facts. Some of the uh, silver meal, what, the pepper ghost... Why, why is it called Pepper's Ghost effect? What, it's basically a silver meal. Silvered mirror effect. Why is it called Pepper's Ghost? I, I imagine the first one ever was called Pepper's Ghost or something. His name for the English scientist John Henry Pepper. Okay. Popularized the effect in a demonstration in 1862. Okay, I figured that much. I, I go by the technical name. Everyone else calls it a Pepper's Ghost effect. Yeah. Um, all right, so we've got... We've got the Skyride. Skyride's great. You know, um, you got the Turkish Twist, which is like one of the last remaining rotors in the United States. Yep. With the, uh, the weird, with the weird uh, pillar in the middle, the foam pillar in the middle so if i guess if the ride stops really quickly everyone has something to fall against in the middle of the ride <laughs> like the floor drops for like 10 seconds and they're like okay we done it back up <laughs> like it, it literally the floor goes down all the way to its lower to its lowest point and then as soon as it gets down there it starts coming back up but it's still nice to ride a rotor um i made sure that the girlfriend could not see the the uh, caliputer at all like i like i had her close her eyes i had her not look at the ride while we were in the line i like i i led her into the car and then as soon as we got in the car then i let her like open her eyes so she wouldn't know about the uh, caterpillar effect so she was like completely surprised and it was awesome so and that's like the only remaining caterpillar with a canopy working now right yeah that's at least within that's like a real caterpillar, like. Right. Yeah. There's some in England and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I rode uh, when I was over at that fair in Lille, France. They had a Music Express that had a canopy that came over, which I didn't know that existed until I rode it. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's definitely not typical. No, <laughs> for sure. And and for that for that kind of ride, like I think. My recollection from great old amusement parks is like, like even that canopy is like ancient, like the actual canopy itself, like, like it's made with some like ridiculous material that like you can't even get anymore. Yeah. It looks like parachute material basically. Yeah. It's, it's really, really weird. Um, It's a fun ride though. It's, it's super classic. It looks great still, but you know, that's one ride that people have always been worried. Like that's the thing that's going to go away. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that park, the thing about Canopy is, you know, ignoring what happened to the Yankee Cannonball for a second, it's had these, like, weird rides that, like, it used to have a telecombat 
which is where the Wipeout is now, uh, which ran, it was like the last telecombat in America. You know, the Rowdy Roosters are probably one of, if not the worst flyer rides in the United States. Yeah. Okay. So it has like, you know, you'll see rides and you'll be like, well, that's kind of a strange ride. And then, uh, or, or like when they had a fascination parlor, which they got rid of. Um, where you're but like, do you know what they have now? They have a pinball parlor. Which is like just the setup of it. Like someone, I think the owner just really likes pinball. I think that's his little playground. But that's good. That's fine. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't, it, there's no way around it. Like it's too nice to be nothing. It's like, it's, it's like literally like his wife probably doesn't let him have it at home. So there it is. <laughs> I, I got to say one thing about that park is Canopy has always had really cool arcade games. Yeah. But no, the pinball parlor is in the, um, it used to be like over by the Yankee Cannonball, but now it's in the, 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 the bear lodge that they built near untamed mm-hmm. and um you enter in and they have like they have high scoreboard and then they have one pinball that has a live feed on it there's probably maybe a tournament pay, play some days i don't know mm-hmm. um and you enter in and it's a circular building and then the middle and then so it's a circular room with all the pins just you know arranged in the circle which is just like the best presentation of pinball ever, just to see them in a circle like that. Um, and then in the middle, they have a old uh, EM that's completely um, translucent. Everything was made clear, so you can see all the inner workings. I mean, I'm staring at a pinball machine that's torn apart in my apartment, so I could see that all the time. But <laughs> for the general public, everyone you can't play it, unfortunately. It's behind the, the velvet rope. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But it's just really cool. Just this, the uh, they had these circular, and then in, next to those, there's two circular couches that look so 70s. And then in the middle of the circular couch, there's these giant pinballs. It's so good. Um, yeah, Canopy Canopy is just such a. It's an interesting park, is the way I would put it. I love it. It's I love it. I've I've never been able to fully. I think I probably maybe fully loved it, like around like ninety nine, two thousand. And I I I don't know what I would think of it now, but I I feel like I would like it. I, I still I've always liked it. I just feel like it's just it's such a weird mixture of stuff, of like old, new, really rare. And like, there's there's at least effort that's put in in pretty much everything. Um, like the area that's over by the Boston Tea Party is actually pretty well done in terms of like, you know, design theming and all that. Uh, yeah, looking. and it looks like they do a pretty good uh, Halloween event too. That's something I'd probably be interested in looking up. That park. One thing that always irritated me too is like that park opened way before any of the parks that were around me in Connecticut. They opened in the middle of April. And then it would be like a month before I could go to Lake Compounds, which, why, why? But you know, nonetheless, um, Canopy Lake. So we, we, we've talked plenty about Canopy Lake here. Uh, where did you guys go to next after Canopy? Um, we drove all the way up to the North Pole. Oh, doing Santa's Village. Santa's Workshop. Santa's Workshop. Yes, Santa's Workshop. North Pole, New York, or also Wilmington, New York. I don't know. 
which one it actually is. If they just call it the North Pole, it'd be fun. <laughs> but regardless, it's it's about an hour, hour and a half north of Great Escape. Um, I got denied last year because the the coaster was down for maintenance. Fortunately, they refunded my. I, I took one step in, and the coaster like one of the first things I saw, and I saw I missed the little sign at the uh, at the uh, where you buy a ticket that said, "Oh, the Candy Cane coaster is going to be closed today." So I took one step back and was like, "I made a mistake. Can I have a refund?" And they were they were, they were nice about it. So, but um, we went there and we had a fun time. We rode the coaster. That's the first thing we did. We rode the train, which the train was kind of creepy. Like, the train's on the side, of, so like. You enter in like halfway up. The whole park is like on three different levels. Like the train's on one level, then you walk down a hill, then some of the attractions where the entrance, like some of the kitty rides are on another level, and then you go down the furthest most level, and that's like they're saying this, it's like the village, the workshop area, where it's like a bunch of shops, you meet Santa, they have a petting zoo. It's just, you know, one of those from the 50s, really. Actually, I think it opened in the 40s. Late 40s, I believe. Um, think, what? I will. Um, uh, sorry, the girlfriend wants me to add things about what we did that day. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the, so the train... Um, it's like on the the topmost level of the uh, the mountain that the mountainside that it's on. Um, this is really near Lake Placid, by the way. Like, like you start going through on your way there, you're like passing through some of the the remains from the Olympic stuff, like you know, some of the venues and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the train is like on the top of the mountain. Like, you literally could see place like track ties that had no like gravel between them. Like I'm like, what's holding this? What's holding this onto the mountain? Like it just seemed like creepy as could be, but it was awesome at the same time, right? So the view was fantastic. The view was just ridiculous. Uh, just mountains as far as you could see. Um, Candy Cane Coaster was your standard um, shift. So same thing as like compounds. Same thing we did at Ocean Beach Park. Um, it was fun, I guess. Um, they have one of the, you know, the, the helicopter, I think it's Herschel, the helicopter rides, little kitty satellites, like a kid's version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they fit adults perfectly fine, by the way. Really? Yes. Like Dorney is like, Dorney still has their, their, that's at Dorney. That's like the only old school kitty ride they still have left. And that's the only one that adults cannot go on. But then, then we um, at Edaville has one too, and it's themed to little uh, space capsules from like you know, like the moon landing. Huh. Yeah, they're the cutest things ever. Uh, we were allowed to ride, and these ones, like you could see the bolt holes for where the little, where the the, the tail of the helicopter was going to be, and where the the propeller little prop was on there. You can see that those were removed, and then they're they're themed to ornaments, and then there's this like mangled pile of sheet metal that's kind of forms the presence of a tree in the middle of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, we, you know, we looked ridiculous. I mean, but you know, we were going around just having fun. We met Santa being that my, my girlfriend is Jewish. She had her first photo of Santa ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we took in some of the uh, the treats that they had made and all that stuff. They make their own chocolate and all that stuff. You know, your normal stuff. They have reindeer. You can pet the rain. Their the antlers were like like fuzzy because they were like new growth. I don't know. It was just, it was just fun. It was a fun little cute little park. So uh, made our way down to the Great Escape. Um, Alan. Yeah. Let's talk about the comet. In the years, you're not gonna you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like it. The last time I rode the comet, I didn't like it. Well, why didn't you like it then? Let's, let's talk about anything. this. Okay, well, guess what? They they neutered it again, majorly this time. Major, like they took out one of the man. I think GCI is doing all this work, right? Or are they doing the design work and then Amuse is doing the retracking? I don't know. I have no idea who's doing the work. I got I got nothing to say. That's good. Um, so you know the turnaround the last turnaround it, it almost feels like the the phoenix the last turnaround yeah and then the drop off of it sharp turn yeah. off the drop almost feel identical to phoenix so that drop they've turned they, they've combined that drop with the, the 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 next hill after it and they made it into a really weak ass double down that does nothing with airtime so that drop doesn't go nowhere it's like it it used to go almost all the way to the ground, and now it goes like halfway down into a double drop, double down. It's, that is, yeah, yeah. Um, the PTCs, the foam they have, is about three inches, or maybe about two inches too short. Uh, you can like you can like visually see the gap between the the the, the seat and the the because uh, the foam for the seat sides doesn't go all the way down, so you can see the gap there. So what that does is it puts the lap bar like somewhere like really like like way higher up than you're normal to, which is like really uncomfortable because it's just sitting on top of my gut instead of sitting in my lap. Not fun. Not fun. Um, we still rode it a bunch of times because it's still it's still a Woody. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. still okay. You know. I'm, just, I'm staring off into space right now because I'm just trying to. <laughs> You're just so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it was like like it was bad enough when I wrote it the last time that people people will be like, oh, they they did even more bad stuff to it. It's like, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's that. Like, I, you know, let's talk about the positive things. The part to begin with. Can we talk about the positive things about Great Escape? Yeah, let's talk about the positive thing. Apparently, girlfriend just said none, but I love. <laughs> I, I, I I like Canyon Blaster. Canyon Blaster is a fun ride, and I, I I have emotional. I'm emotionally attached to that ride, because like Opryland is the first. Opryland is like the first park I went to that was like I really like these roller coasters, and I rode Chaos like 30 times in one day, because that ride was so cool. Well, so, you know what? It's if you have an emotional attachment. Yeah, that's something. And it's also just so much fun to see. Like they had to modify it slightly to fit their site. So you just like you see like the brand new arrow track from like this, this had to be one of the last projects Arrow did. Um, because that was like that was after X too, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to say yeah. like, like two thousand four, two thousand five. That happened. I think I put that right up. No, I don't think it was really? that late. Was it? Um, I'm 
going to look it up now because I have to. But but you you have the more modern track type. What? 2003. Okay. Well, then Arrow was gone by then, right? Yeah, I. It might have actually been Vacoma. What? That. Because no, it has track ties that are identical to, um, to um, Tennessee Tornado and Roadrunner at Fiesta Texas at Blackpool, stuff like that. You know how it had like the curved ties instead of like two pieces welded together. Yeah. 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 So you just see like random sections of this. There's like one point where it like literally looks like there's like a three foot section of new track, <laughs> like with like one single new tie. It, it just, it's just, it's like Frankenstein together basically. And, and you could definitely feel the older sections of the track. They're definitely more rattly than the new sections. Um, but yeah, you know, the ghost town is fun. Um, that's a fun area. And then there's the storybook area. It's just so much, so cool. We did, I did the swan bus for the first time ever. Um, I'd never done them. Um, they're fun. Um, then they have a cool train. Um, they put, uh, they have the, uh, blizzard, which is another indoor scrambler. We wanted to do the scrambler. Kenobi also has an indoor scrambler, but unfortunately that it just wasn't, we, a time didn't allow us to do it. So we couldn't do, the um, the trifecta of indoor scramblers. <laughs> uh, they had a Beatles song playing in this one. Why a ride called Blizzard has a Beatles song? Y- you know, I don't know, but I was okay with it because it's you know the Beatles are awesome. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, it ran really well, and it ran for very long too. It was a long cycle, and it was running full speed, so that was nice. Um, the new ride this year, the chance, the chance, uh, the modern, what do they call it? I forget the model name, but it's like a wipeout with outward facing seats, which is, uh, the same thing that Six Flags New England is getting next year. Yes. Um, it was fun. Very short cycle. That was my only complaint. Um, the restraints and the seats, they're very similar to, um, you know, brain, uh, brain drain at, um, Mall of America. Yeah, yeah. This the harness setups felt almost identical. Just you don't have a joystick to obviously control the pitch of your car. Um, yeah, we. I I thought it. You know, there's just some parts of that park that were like so. Like this is Six Flags. What? <laughs> it's the most un-Six Flags park ever, for good reasons. It's not like the most un-Six Flags reasons for the shittiest reasons known to man at La Ronde. So, um, after that, we went to um, the uh, second iteration of uh, a park at in in Rochester, Rochester. So not the whatever Huck Finn's Playland is that what it is? Yes, Huck Finn's Playland. Did I get the so town it's right? right? It's um, Albany. It? Albany. I'm sorry, I mix all the ones up up there. Um, Albany, and um, yeah, so. I guess like this warehouse, this, this, this literally a warehouse. It's like in the warehouse district of all you're driving down these roads and there's a bunch of warehouses and you're like, I was like, where, where are we going? Are, are we going to, are we going to survive this situation? <laughs> and then right next to this Huck Finn's warehouse, like literally the warehouse is called Huck Finn's. Um, 
there's a little kitty park. I guess the guy bought the entire park in auction and then decided to put it next to his warehouse and build a really cute little park. Um, re- renovated all the coaster or all the rides and um, I don't know if anything was really added. I have no idea. I, I spent like probably like five, ten minutes at um, Hoffman's Playland. The, you know, the previous incarnation of this park. Yeah. Uh, like 15 years ago so yeah it was a nice little cute little park um it's nice to see that being saved you know little kitty parks yeah they uh so they obviously i was gonna say hoffman's playland used to have buses i'm sure that the buses did not get transported over. no they had i don't know if they even had bumper cars yeah they had bumper cars yes they did but they were just some modern probably italian thing yeah was well, they almost all are. I mean, that's I'm not surprised. Um, Hoffman's was a cute place. I remember going there in '04. I want to say, um, and it was it was pretty sad that you know Hoffman's was going away because it was a nice, cute park. I think it was 2008 when I got to Hoffman's, um, and then you know eventually they kind of you know people being able to, to purchase those rides and reopen them is it's good for the community in general because you know it gives kids something to go do it gives families something to go do so it reminds me a little bit of kitty land in, in chicago but about on a much larger scale yeah it's i'm, I'm taking a look at some of the pictures here i mean i mean a larger scale of a, you know like they bought the entire park and just instead of just six flags buying the, the little the coaster. yeah yeah that's what you're saying we basically like more places can support places like Huckman's Playland. It's just a matter of, you know, somebody being willing to do it and does that money. Yeah, and whether they make money or not, or if it's just a pet project for the owner of the um, the warehouse, uh, you know, it, it, if, you know, as long as it doesn't lose a lot of money, you know. Yeah, I mean, he bought every aspect of it too. Like, if you go back and you look at pictures of Hoffman's Playland, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can, you know, you can go on our. Oh, we bought the sign. That's the best part ever. Yeah, you know, um, obviously he redid it to say his park. Yeah, but, yeah. but still, you know, like little touches. But you like couldn't that. even tell though; it was done so well that it looks original. Yeah, um, really, really nice stuff. Uh, was there anything else you guys got in on that trip? Uh, right near the New Jersey New York border. Um, probably about an hour and a half away. A little bit out of the way. There's a small FEC called Castle Amusement Park, and they have a dragon wagon that, or no, they have a uh, one of the former Jeepers, um, Python Pits. So we stopped there. We thought about doing the uh, golf course, but you could like only see the first hole. So we were like, can we just go see the rest of the course? We just want to see. They're like, no, you need to pay to see the rest of the course. I'm like, okay, guess we're not doing it then. <laughs> So it was for the better. It was late. It was a long three days. So, but yeah, the the miler was the miler. We found the funniest thing I saw was in the we got there really late and and there was like it must have been busier earlier than that day. So there was a lower parking lot that was completely empty except for one stroller that I guess got left behind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? 
Yeah, I'm looking at pictures. Like at least the exterior of Castle Fun Center is is pretty impressive. Yeah, they got a big. Uh, I don't know if it's an ice rink or a skating rink. I forget. Um, so it's a pretty big facility, but um, that was it for that trip. And um, I don't know. I think I'm going to save all the haunt stuff for later once the the haunts are winding down a little bit. That's plus you're going to be doing the. You're going to be on for Halloween Horror Nights. with uh, Right, so I might talk a little about the regional stuff. I mean, it, it's I've been trying to like go into everything, be like, you started with Horror Nights, don't, just don't expect that. But it's just, everything's not Horror Nights. <laughs> I don't I, know, they're, they're positive and negatives about the uh, regional compared to that i mean you get the grouped instead of the congo lines everyone like they're not voice boxes and you know like triggers like universal but just the some of the sets it just looks like straight out of walmart so i mean it's you know everybody does it differently i know six flags and stuff always look shaky in terms of the quality yeah and I, we got the pass this year i do it every two three years and I'm regretting it. <laughs> I the thing for me is like I I really want to go to Horror Nights just to compare it not necessarily to the regional parks, but to like the huge haunts that exist, particularly out here that are definitely way better done than what they have, like Erebus and the Haunted Hoochie, Dead Acres over in Ohio, and that's that's like the comparison point that I want to see. Um, cause those I'm really impressed by Hollywood Horror Nights. I'm, I'm, I feel like it's, it looks, it sounds really interesting for sure. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I want that, but it's just a matter of me, like getting motivated enough to actually go after it, I guess, which has been my challenge with Orlando in general. It's your SeaWorld. It's my SeaWorld. Oh, no, it's just, it's, it's the equivalent to Joe. Um, like never going to SeaWorld is me not going to Hollywood Horror Nights. Or, or Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, then I have to go do it. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 great. Like in the the worst thing is like everything's new every year, so it's like you feel like you want to go every year. I know. It's, I'll say this too about Halloween Horror Nights. It probably draws as big an attendance as many regional theme parks do, all on its own. Oh, you mean the other ones combined? Yeah, like like Halloween Horror Nights does. Oh, no doubt. We'll probably do like a million people this year. It probably does the combined attendance of all the independent Halloween haunts in um, Philadelphia area combined. I mean, like if you have a million people, like you know, that's more people than go to Worlds of Fun. Period. All year. Oh yeah, yeah. You and know? that's why they can do it. Yeah. That's why uh, they've already started planning next year's, before this year's even starts. Well, but, so we'll, um, skip, we'll skip the haunt stuff. Plus, I'll be going to Cedar Point next weekend. Um, and I may do one or two things. I usually what do. What else have we done? I mean, I went to Cedar Point, but I did the vlog. I, we did the road trip stuff there. So that was a good trip. Went to, I went to Bush and Kingsmingan and nothing really out of the... Met up with my friend from Chattanooga and spent the two days with him. And had a great time. Um Oh, went to Wildwood. Forgot about that one. 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I went to Wildwood. This was before Flitzer was announced to be closed. So the girlfriend was very excited that we went there and she got the credit. And we rode the Flitzer twice and it's a lot of fun. We rode it once together. And then we, did we ride it together or no? Did we really? Oh, yeah, we tried once to ride together. No, no bueno. Those things are tiny. Uh, or maybe we didn't. I don't remember. Okay, we did. Apparently we did. <laughs> uh, the main draw for her was get all the credits there, except for the sea serpent. She'd ridden that at some point in her life. Um, but uh, my draw was to get to SPF Vista, number 18. So it's nice. Well, it was fun. We spent the we spent we did nine to twelve, and it flew by. Um, we did mini golf at one point. Um, we did both water parks. We've only done one of them prior. They're both really fun water parks. They pack so much into a small area. I love Wildwood. Wildwood's crazy. Yeah, they have one water slide that freaked the fuck out of me, man. It's a mat racer with a triple dip, and it just like it just it freaked me out, man. Because you come around turns and you're still like rocking side to side, and then you get literally like the second time we rode it, uh, the the girlfriend went first or second, and I stood there and watched her, and from like a hundred feet away, I could literally see her being lifted up six inches off the water off the water slide, and this is on a mat, <laughs> like. <laughs> It freaked me out. But, um, no, I, I mean, I, I went last year and I talked about it. Everything's great. You know, Great White's awesome. Great Nor'Eastern is great. It's all great. Great. Yeah. Oh, and, and we got to talk about our man, Randy. Yeah, what's up with Randy Semity, Chase? Randy's gone. Randy's gone? Randy's gone. There's a new arcade there in, in his place. A bunch of redemption bullshit. But um, I don't know where Randy is. Uh, probably in a warehouse making out with his machines. I, I just Googled his name. June 4th, 2008. City approves Randy Senna to open Retro Pinball Arcade on East Wildwood Avenue. So is, is, that, is that on the boardwalk or no? Off the boardwalk. Off the boardwalk. Pinball only? Uh, let's see. I'm going I doubt that. He'll probably have a lot of electrical mechanical stuff and all that random. Oh, yeah, he got tons of it. Um, let's see here. So is that the facility he's been wanting to open forever or is this a different building? I believe that it's the, it's that, that same, that same building that he's been looking to do at, at forever. Um, well, good for him. The crazy, creepy bastard. Yeah, it's located behind Randy Land. So, behind Randy Land. Yes. Oh my God, we have to go behind Randy Land. Or Randy Land. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. I'm taking a look here. So yeah, he is. He's definitely. It definitely seems like it's happening. So. You said June 8th. June 8th is when that was announced. So it's it probably won't be till next year. Would be my guess. Yeah. But. Randy is is coming back. Baby. <laughs> Randy's making a comeback. <laughs> Randy will not be stopped. <laughs> Driven at a level that none of us can possibly understand. No, no, you can understand it. It's called crazy. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, oh man. man. He apparently I'm looking at his, his Facebook and there's tons of stuff about what he was buying from uh, Olympic fascinations. But he's got so many cool things. I mean, he's got like all the stuff that Disney World sold off and all that stuff. Yeah, he's got an enormous cool stuff. Enormous. I just wish he was a little bit not so crazy. It's not crazy. He's just creepy. There's actually a series of pictures they had which are old, which are from when he bought all the clothes from the Diamond Horseshoe Review. At Walt Disney World in Frontierland. What? <laughs> what? This is a picture of a sign that says, It's not hoarding if all your stuff is cool. I'm sorry, it's not hoarding if it what? You cut if out. All your stuff is cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but okay, Randy, Randy is coming back and whew, things are happening. Okay. We'll, we'll give you an update in a year. Yes. <laughs> well, we will return to this later. Yes, uh, it has to be known. It looks like you may have some sort of game on the on the boardwalk called Bazooka Blasters. Also, that he may be running. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, so that's that's your Randy Senna update for the year. Um. Yeah, uh, to- let's see what else. Uh, yeah, as I said. Uh, Went to King's Mia and Bush Gardens and had good days. Um, uh, is there really anything notable I need to talk about Bush Gardens? Um, Apollo's running nice. We discussed, like, did you did you do anything in the old uh, space for Dark Castle? You- oh, well, okay. Let's just talk about that really quickly. Um, so last year when they had it, I mean, we should have seen like the, um, like the hints of what was going to happen. With them shutting. I mean, it was weird that they shut it down, right, for yeah. a haunt last year, right. right? But now that we know what we know now, makes complete sense. But it was cool last year because all the seniors in there, and they used all the, they used the screens and did like custom stuff. It just it felt cooler, you know. And now they. They've got the entire thing. You can see where the track used to be. You can see like all the bolt holes that were cut off and all that's torched off and all that stuff. So, yep, it was completely gutted. And now it's two different haunts in that building. So they basically are using that building now for haunt, haunted yeah, attractions. That's sad. And uh, Frostbite last year was excellent in that building. And now I put it as my least favorite. And then the other one they put it in there was like the most random, it was, I don't even remember what it was called. Demented Dimension, or Demented something something. I forget what it was. I, I couldn't even figure out what the hell the theme was. I don't know. It felt like fairy tale or scary tales that horror nice, but shitty. <laughs> so, I don't know. Bush is, their events, I don't know. Their event, I don't think it's that good. they're probably it's less competition probably yeah i don't know i I really kind of want to check out tampa's at some point to see if it's any better because it feels like it it yeah both of them are called how how scream okay um i've heard the tampa one's good but you know yeah so i don't know they got rid of the one that was like 
the worst attraction I've walked through I've ever done last year was the catacombs. And it was like basically like this cheap like re- repeating skull pattern bolted to plywood boards, and then the scare actors were literally wearing a skull mask with a sweatshirt of bones on, you know, a bone skeleton sweatshirt. <laughs> Which was just so cheap. It just it made me so mad. <laughs> so, what do you have planned before the end of the year? Nothing. 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 The locals Dorn- probably. Dorney, Six Flags, and then popping in and riding Oscar a few times. On the upside, you've got Six Flags basically being open until January. So yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm like, oh no, I had to go to Great Adventure the rest of the year. I can't travel. Oh no, it's just the worst park to be at home park. <laughs> <laughs> you could go to New England too, actually. Um, actually, the girlfriend actually went. Um, so we, oh, I did. We went to Lake Compound, so I have to mention that. Um, okay. Yeah, you said was running well, right? Oh. Yeah, uh, not the best I've ever had, but good because night rides are amazing. Um, I'll talk about the Hunter Graveyard because it's so easy to really talk about. Uh, I I did my recording. I, I have a trail map app. But, you know, I can find all my trails, and then it does all the recording of what I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, to walk through there, it took forty minutes, and it was uh, six tenths of a mile long. So. Yeah. Yeah, the Haunted Graveyard is great. It just it's it's kind of like the Ellisburg House where they just they keep it up year round and they just keep on adding on every year. So it just gets a little bit longer every year. Um, it it's just super good. Have you done it? Oh, I've done it many times. Okay, many many so, times. It's um, I would say the regional things in New England. I think most people would agree that it's probably the best. Okay. Uh, Especially after there used to be this one scare that used to be in the Foxborough Stadium, uh, you know, back when there was a Foxborough Stadium where the Patriots played, and that place got moved to New Hampshire, and it's not nearly as big and as you know extravagant as it used to be. And it was like Scary Town USA or something like that. It had some ridiculous name, uh, but you know, it, it kind of became known as like the clear best Halloween attraction. Certainly in southern New England, if not all of New England. Um, the place, only complaint we had was the lack of scare actors. It was pretty sparse. Yeah, it probably depends on the year as to how well they've been able to recruit. Um, did they still have like the kids haunt in the kitty land, or have they gotten rid of that? I don't think so, because they open at five. Yeah, they used to have like a small walkthrough that they used to set up in the kitty land area. I don't think so. Like kitty um, land is like literally just completely ripped off. Oh, okay. Well, they don't, they don't do that anymore. Um, um, yeah. I mean, even on Saturdays, they open at five. Yeah. They, that, that place, the lines for haunted graveyard are outrageous. Well, what they do is um, when you buy your ticket, you, um, well, so oh God, she's laughing over there. So we all bought it about the same time. Uh, we met with a bunch of her friends. And um, so basically there are four different transactions between the five of us. And two of us got fast pass and two of us just randomly didn't get fast pass. 
But regardless if you have fast pass or not, you do have a scheduled time that you're supposed to, you know, a half an hour period that you're supposed to enter the line at. Right. But the fast pass that for some reason they got for completely the same price that I did. So it, it, we, we, we're, we're baffled why that happened. So yeah, they, but, um, they did no. not used to have time tickets back in the day. Okay, no, no. You you have an area. You like literally have to sl- when you buy your haunted graveyard pass, the combo pass. You yeah. have to um, select a time. Yeah, because it used to be the queue line for that used to be you know they had switchbacks, and then it would go past the switchbacks and then out through the gate, kind of over by Zoomerang, and then down that midway. Yeah, and like last year or two years ago when I did, it, I had to wait through a. F- few of the switchbacks and this time none of the switchbacks were up and we just had to go straight there so it wasn't good that's good i'm glad that they figured that out because even without the fast pass we were only about 15 minutes behind them yeah it's with like a three you know compared to like the three and four hour waits that some people were complaining about oh god yeah oh yeah okay no no that's it's basically like no reason to get a combo pass just do the haunted graveyard yeah um, no, um, we did. Uh, what's, what else did I did? Uh, did the Wildcat finally? Wildcat is running for this event. Um, usually, it hasn't been in the previous, but it's finally working. And they did all that rehab to it and all that stuff. And um, well, it's smooth. Right. Um, it's smooth. It doesn't do anything, probably, but you know. it does even less than it did before. I did the front seat, so I only did the front seat because I was like, oh, I could go ride. Ballcat again, or I could go ride Boulder Dash another time. Hmm. What do you think <laughs> I chose? <laughs> so yeah, I um, it, it's it's fine. Um, it's smooth, which is nice because it was really rough with the PTCs. And um, I don't know. I I bet you don't. In the third row, you probably don't get the Schmeck effect. That's the thing that's probably lost. So, there's that. Um, everyone was telling me that the flyers are faster, better now. And, yeah, they're better. But I, I think they were hyped by the, 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 the people I was with. <laughs> so, they still didn't do much of anything. but Like, you can't really snap it because it's got, like, really thick cables. And then one is, like, taunt. And then the other one is just there for backup in case the main one break so the other one is very loose you know what i'm saying yeah yeah they're not both at the basically the same tension so yes you could snap it like you can get the the cables loose but you can't get that oh that snap that you want to get from canovals you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man you're no, not gonna you get can't... the thing to like rise up in the air that's just no and it it basically the way it felt they ran it is they it took forever to pick up speed and then once it picked up speed it only they only kept it there for a second and then it like they're like no breaks so it just slowly glides to a break or a stop so they were bet they were better than what i remember five years ago when i last four years ago when i last rode them i was like oh this was pointless like i literally was able to fly left to right like 10 feet <laughs> that's how one, bad they were one one four years ago. here as, as we close down there was once a year where myself and my friend Kyle got passes in. Yeah, no. Compounds. I think it was 2007. It was probably the year that we did this. And we bought our passes. You know, we 
we went opening day in May and we did not go again the whole summer. And at some point around September, we were like, dude, we've never used our passes. Like, this is terrible. And he was like, we're like, you know what? We have an idea. You and I are going to go to Lake Compounds every night of the Haunted Graveyard. And we're going to do nothing but ride the flyers. Because Boulder Dash was not good that year. Yeah, I've heard that it got really bad at one point. Yeah. So we went every day, and we're going to ride the flyers until we snapped them. So we each get one snap. And it took us until the day before closing day, starting in mid-September. We went every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for like five weeks straight and did nothing but ride the flyers for literally three or four hours consecutively. I probably rode the flyers there several hundred times over that period. <laughs> but we eventually each got one snap, and then we were done. And I'll never ride them again. Okay. Well, you should try them again now that they're a little bit better. <laughs> now they've sped them up slightly. Yeah. Um, but uh, just the Boulder Dash report, it, it's running well. Uh, it's got like a f- one part where it just like shuffles the hell out of it coming out of a, one of the valleys. It's, it's, I don't even know what's going on there. They need to fix that. The new section... It was obviously built, you know, where they uh, took out the, the triple up and put a double up. They obviously yeah. built it better than CCI. Imagine that, right? Shocker. Yeah, because you can feel that the, the, the structure doesn't absorb all the vibrations as much, so it, the vibrations are transferred up into the train. Whereas, you know, as well built as those CCIs were, the, the structure reflects so freaking much that it would absorb a lot of it. And also, you know, wreck havoc on the structure itself. So, yeah, and the track and, and all that. Yeah. So, but no, it was running fun, and the night rides are always just fantastic. It, it just, it, it just always makes me so happy when you get to the top of the lift hill, and the one bent is literally sitting on the concrete pillars, and you're like five, you're literally like sitting like one foot above the ground. It just, it's so good. The train is just so good. Oh man, I would love them to do another coaster on the on the mountain, wouldn't you? Go hyper. Oh man, like well, they wanted to do an arrow. You've heard that story, right? No, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so before there was Boulder Dash, they okay. were. This is so we're talking. I think this is the Herco era. They may have actually. Gone, oh wow! Okay. Went to Arrow and Arrow had a design for an Arrow looping coaster using that mountain space. Huh. So, and that I, I believe that was Herco era. Well, if uh, it was that early, then I don't think it's something we were really would have wanted. No, it probably would have been awful. But you know what? The fact that that was even a concept is hilarious to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely happier that we got the, the CCI. For sure. For sure, sure. Just imagine uh, a hyper, though, on the side of that mountain. Yeah. No, no. It would be good. It would be really good. There's, there's, a, there's a lot that could be done. There was also talk for a little while back in like the two, early 2000s about a spinning coaster. Yeah. Weren't they? They were like... They were, didn't they get approval for it, too? I believe they might have. They were looking at putting it in the southern end of the park and yeah, I think like a Gershwaller or something like that. Yeah, that kind of just kind of faded away with time. Yeah, it was. It was also the the just the economic, you know, the downturn of the. Yeah, there was there was a lot happening around yeah. that period, and 
between that, um, when did Kennywood sell out? Oh. Let's say it was somewhere around 2007-ish. Um, anyways, yeah, there's, there's always been talk about it. I'd love to see them do something in the southern end because right now there's nothing there except for a rapids ride. A fantastic rapid ride, but yes, there is nothing there. And the trolley, nothing. of course, the trolley. And it's got transportation yeah. rides that take you to the rapids ride. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, pretty and much. Yeah. Sky ride, you know. So the one positive thing of that being gone was that um, there's not as much light back there now. Because they don't have that huge yeah. floodlight that sat on top of the uh, sky ride that was was never turned off. So it, the night rides on board Astro are a little bit more darker. Yes. So. Um, anyways, just uh, again trying to close out here <laughs> as we continue onward. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be at Cedar Point this upcoming weekend in October. Um, I have to go to California for a conference. Okay. For one of my apparently many jobs now that I get to have. And um, I'm going to try to get to knots. I'm not okay. promising that I'll get to knots, but it's open till two in the morning. So I know it's going to be busy on a Saturday night, but you know what? If you get there at midnight and you're there from midnight to two, how bad can it be? No, like last night at Dorney, we, we, we had to park in the, or the reserve parking lot. Um, that, you know, like overflow. I'm sorry. Yeah, overflow parking lot. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be it'll be hectic, but yeah, I've asked people too. I it, say it was crazy, but a couple hours, and they're like, it's no, to die down after midnight. No, no, every every park does, like even Horror Nights does. But like last night, Dorney, it was like it was crowded up until like eleven thirty, and then the last hour and a half, it was dead. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I just want to get on stuff, you know, get on the things that are that I haven't been on there yet. Yeah, the hang time. Got to do Monty. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to do. I'd like to get on Ghost Rider if it's. I've heard it closes a little early, but definitely want to get Ghost Rider rides in. And yeah, I yeah. been on Iron Reef yet. Um, and then November, I have two trips. I'm going to be going over to Six Flags, Great America. Okay. Because why wouldn't Six Flags Great America be open all the way till January now? So and, are you uh, going to go for the Christmas event, or are you going to go for the 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 few weeks that? There's nothing. The few weeks, there's there's nothing. Okay. So we're going to go uh, in November and then going to Silver Dollar City again. Nice. Uh, which is good because I found out, I think I told you that I was auditing my coaster count and I never rode the kitty coaster at Silver Dollar City. So I have to Such a failure. So that's, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Uh, and then, Man, I waited a half an hour for that damn thing. I'm hoping I. I'm hoping it's open. Honestly, I'm not even joking. Go there first. That kitty coaster can get a long line. And then, you know, so that's that's all the stuff that's kind of in the next couple months. Uh, and then, like a New Year's trip with Dollywood and Six Flags over Georgia and stuff. So, yeah, we're hoping to do. I don't know. We we might do Kings Dominion because they're open till one a.m. on New Year's. So we're thinking about ringing in the new there. New yeah, there. I need to see what their ride list is going to be. For, I don't know. I need, I need, I need justification to go. Well, it's, the justification for us is it's free. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. But like for me, like it's kind of out of the way for what we're doing. And yeah, but like, you need to like go to that park when everything is open and actually ride an Intimidator. I mean, that's the thing. I, I need to get an Intimidator, and um, that that's not going to be open. And so. Twisted Timbers, I don't think it will be open because it had a lot of issues. 
the first month. Yeah, I'll be really surprised if anything other than like sort of the family rides are open, which it even says family rides and attractions. So I'm not. They'll throw some coaster in there, but I'm not even sure. You know what they'll probably throw in there? They'll probably throw a Dominator in there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's reliable. It's, you know. I mean, you can't do Grizzly because Grizzly would. Grizzly would never make it up the second hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, where can we find you on the internet? I'm at uh, Twitter at Coaster Spotting, and you can check out my photo of the day every day at noon. And I am over on Gods at Safari on Twitter. Uh, you can read our trip reports and various information, all the rest of it, on Parkscope and via these podcasts. And yeah, so. For both of us, thanks for listening. See you later.